0: So, the A fantastic episode. Everyday Normal Person's Podcast. So, the upper left? Welcome to the South of the streets. Coming
1: at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat everything going on in this nation we need some information and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talking real topics real people real problems think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to colin and to donovan let's get ready.
2: Sorry, I, I forgot I'm putting myself on mute so I don't get a whole lot of feedback. <laughs>
1: And
0: just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, this is Salt of the Streets. This is Friday, May
3: 28th, 5.15 p.m., episode 109.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports so you can handle the best part about the whole deal. It's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal persons. Come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donovan. And today we have a very, very special guest joining us once again on the show. You can see it right there in the cool graphic. Joining us via signal. Shout out Zeke. What's up, buddy?
2: Hey guys, thanks for having me. Real pleasure to have you guys back, or have me back on your show, shit. I mean, you can have
0: <laughs> us too, baby. It don't matter.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so, this week, we've got a nice big grab bag. If you're not following us on Instagram, you're making a huge mistake, because Donovan had a wonderful story post this week. He brought out the magnificent, the dare I say legendary grab bag again, and pulled out some amazing topics. And those are today. Lab leak hypothesis. Now that it's okay to talk about, we're going to talk about it once again because I know we've already done it once before. Yes. Um, We're going to talk about the labor shortage. It's been, we're going to be talking about, uh, now that it's one year past the George Floyd, we're going to be getting into some hot takes from Zeke on uh, some of those occasions and stuff that we've been talking about god damn (laughs) 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 yeah and then we've got a another late request coming in from uh it was dude's donuts that asked about the vares yes so we're going to be talking about the vares system and then chad your brother chad asked about david chipman david chipman nominee or confirmed Confirmed. no not yet the vote has not happened yet the hearing happened Wednesday. He is being uh, weighed as a contendant for confirmation in the position of ATF chairman? Director. Director. The, of course he's a director. He carries a gun. That's the difference between a chairperson and a a, a director. Do One you of know carries a gun, Brabe? He said
3: um Joe Kennedy. No, that's not it's not Joe Kennedy. Tim Re- Kennedy. No, representative Kennedy oh. from Kentucky. He asked oh, David yeah. Chippen, What what do you own? Like what do you have? What, what, and what David Chibin says, that's a very personal question. You st- you spoke more than one time about a registry of people's firearms in the United States, and you're not going to answer this question. You're, you don't feel comfortable sharing what you own, but you feel there should be a national registry of firearms so that anybody can know what anybody owns. That's,
0: that's Is your it, stance uh, on this. John Nellie Kennedy? John Kennedy, Senator. So Kennedy. it is John Kennedy. There yeah. you go.
3: Oh, I said Joe Kennedy first, I think. Yeah.
0: John, Joe. I mean, they're all basically the same type of Kennedy, right? I don't think that he's <laughs> he's unrelated to the
3: Kennedys of of uh Massachusetts. Oh, well that's good to hear. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. So, Zeke, before we get into any and all of that. You have been you've been gone for a while. How you been, man?
2: Yeah, man. It's uh it's, it's been a whole last year since I've uh since I've been stateside, it's the it's a little bit of a trip, man. Um, it's been a year. Being home right now, yeah. Being home in my own home in my own bed, it's uh, it's it's definitely a trip compared oh. to, to where I was and what I was doing. And oh yeah,
3: uh, yeah. How long have was... you been actually home in your house?
2: <laughs> uh, less than forty eight hours. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! Do we feel privileged?
3: Yeah, make sure yeah. that you thank your thank wife for us for allowing us to take this much of your time after you've been away from her and your child for a year.
2: Oh no, there was there was definitely some give and take there. Trust me. Oh man,
1: <laughs> I feel
0: so terrible. Oh well, what? Uh, yeah, we don't need to shout out your wife. You know, we don't want to blow her spot up, but you know, tell your wife that we're super super appreciative of that because well, you, by all rights, she deserves you. Unimpeded for as she long is, as she, she deserves
2: all the weed she wants. She there, there you go. <laughs> <they asked for>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's great. Oh, and I think so. Man, I can't believe it. So obviously, because when we talked to you last time, you were getting ready to head out. Um, so I'm wondering. There was a question there. There was, and it was right on the tip of my tongue. Um, yeah, just maybe tell us what you are capable of telling us. Cause I know we understand, you know, we talked about it before, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can't really talk about, but you know, just some
3: secret squirrel stuff.
0: Yeah. Because you're a secret yeah, agent. I mean, and we all know that. So
2: not necessarily secret squirrel stuff. It's just, <laughs> uh, just, I don't know. Some, some things that were like, you know, I heard stories about, but I wasn't really sure, um, were occurrences. Um, like I oh, said, yeah. like I told you, Colin, I'll probably tell, tell you those kind of things offline or something. Oh, hell
4: Yeah.
5: Hell but
2: yeah. um, as far as uh, stuff that I am, I am capable of talking about. Um, uh, when I was in Jabal Ali, right, I was doing uh, Sentry stuff, just uh, like security type, while, security personnel uh, type, making sure people aren't bringing in contraband or uh, banned items onto our installation. Gate watch, uh, you know, making sure we don't have you know drones or
0: uh yeah that might be planes
2: fly, flying over our, our installation we've had quite a few issues with that and when uh there was that issue with iran yeah we 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 had we had we had we had, we had quite a we had we had to be at uh at the ready we had, yeah we had to be at the ready pretty much 24 hours did we, the
3: loitering munitions become a concern at any point while you were out there No, talking not. about the drones that there. If, if, if you may know anybody who's listening that doesn't know these, it's new-ish. You know, like mm. the coverage has definitely been new, or at least the big coverage of these loitering munitions, drones, unmanned vehicles. Obviously, that instead of deploying a missile, they just hang out. They are a missile themselves, and they can sit and float and wait, and then just oh boy, just drop. Okay, right. Oh yeah, boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's... So
2: here, here's the wild thing about that, and I've I've had. A lot of talks with my leadership about that, and it's quite frankly, it's out of their hands per se. But um, we don't have a, a sofa agreement, right? With with UAE, which basically means if we're going to fire our, like any weapons at anything, we have to hit our target. Oh, you know, yeah. you know the, the the four basic firearm safety rules. Well, there's also a fifth unspoken one: is it's know what's beyond your target. Yeah. So if yeah, I fire. Downwind. Yeah, if I fire and I miss that drone and I kill, like, a UAE citizen, guess what? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They're, they're going to take me on that speedboat and get me into neutral waters as fast as fucking possible. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: man. That, that's I no, like that that's, that's no, the answer, that's though. It's like, nope,
2: d- he screwed up. Get him out. Get him stateside, quick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. That's but, wild. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we had a dude uh, lose a bullet, and we about lost our shit with, with that one because we – we confiscated all the contractors everyone that was working on comp- on the uh on the compound all the sailors i mean it was it was a whole thing we still couldn't find uh i believe it was an, an m9 bullet that we couldn't find mm-hmm. but that yeah like one single thing of ammunition and it just the entire compound shut down 48 hours we could not find that shit
0: dude i've i've definitely been there on but mind you on in less stressful environments but yeah, the, the military don't screw around with that dude. If there there's one bullet missing, the entire place is out there like arm in arm taking baby steps. Everybody's searching the ground trying to find where this thing is. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, that's no good. That's a day ruiner right there, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a fucking nightmare. Like they wouldn't they wouldn't let you sleep until like they they were confident that they that it's like, "Okay, it's nowhere to be found."
3: So you never
1: they found the got, bullet? They even got EOG, the <laughs> divers involved. I was just like, Jesus.
3: So you never actually found the bullet?
2: No, no.
1: no. And he
3: doesn't know what he did with it?
2: Oh, <sighs> uh, well, Okay, well, we, I didn't have to sign a page 13, so they can't well, tell me be be. shit. So so this guy, uh, he claims his, his bullet fell out of his clip, and we all, anyone who's owned like a, a pistol, or handled magazines, it's they next to fucking out, you know. it, it, They do not fucking fall out, unless you're finger fucking that thing. There's no way it's supposed to come out.
0: That's that's a good point. So, yeah, I
3: wonder if he like if he had it hot. You know, like he had one in the chamber and then took the magazine uh, out and went to eject the round and then just lost it. Definitely could be, and or like, like you know, you dropped one while you're loading or something like
2: that. To, we're supposed to be in uh, condition one, which is Works. you know, round in the chamber. Yeah, yeah, but that that's not what he said and so we're just like okay you, you're obviously fucking with your magazine and...
0: right and then this dude is public enemy number 1 on the base dude, oh, forever at that point everyone wanted
1: a
2: piece of him everyone wanted a piece
0: of him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god can you imagine you like got a hot date that night and some
2: asshole loses a bullet and you're
0: like bro i'm going to murder you what are you doing <laughs> bro, you don't
2: understand like there there was a we so we work on a Panama schedule. Are you familiar with that Colin what a Panama schedule is? Negative, sir. Okay, so Panama schedule while you're in Jabel Ali is you're working five days one week and two days the next, right? So you're working Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then it flips
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah we called that like uh you do two on two off sliding weekends type of deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's a it's so, a pretty
0: decent schedule, but you're usually you're earning that pay. I mean, you're there for oh, no, 48, 72 hours. Believe me, I know.
2: And for the guys that were on their their weekend off, they spent the first forty eight hours of their weekend off searching for that that fucking bullet. And oh, no. yeah, they they, they they were out for blood, dude. They were they were heated, rightfully so,
3: over one little <laughs> nine millimeter round. Yeah. <laughs> Like we it's,
0: better find this thing. <laughs> they take that stuff super serious. It's during COVID, oh, bro. God.
3: There's like 50 cents right there.
0: Right. Jesus Christ. Best placement for well, space COVID right was. There.
2: I, I don't know. I don't know if I can talk about that either. I was. Oh, no, yeah. COVID over there wasn't. I don't want to say it wasn't all that serious, but like. Well, that's just was, because of all the if,
0: containment protocols, right, Zeke? It was there was no COVID around on the base because the military's doing everything by the book, and there's no infections. Oh, absolutely! There you go. That's the way we do that. That's called <laughs> yeah. politically correct. I didn't say shit, man. Did you guys?
3: Did you guys start getting the vaccine while you were over there?
2: Uh, they offered the vaccine uh, towards uh, the end of my my time over there, and I mean, you know me. I was just like, "Fuck you! No, I'm not going home, it. bro."
3: Yes. So, do you <laughs> mind if I ask? Um, your personal reason as to why you did not take the vaccine.
2: Much similar to yours is that there's not enough research uh, behind it. Um, it seems very strange to me that in our entire fucking history that, you know, they don't push out these drugs until they're, they're clinically tested. But um, all of a sudden they want to push this fucking vaccine that by all means it's not a cure you're not it's not it doesn't it says vaccine it's not a fucking cure right people who've got who've taken the johnson johnson the pfizer ones that are on the installation they still got covid
3: yes there yeah. are cases like, literally certainly of people week. who have gotten the vaccine and also gotten covid afterwards mm-hmm. Bill i Mar- just saw to your point zeke i just saw an article this morning that people who had a moderate case of covid i read that article yes, last had, night had better antibody protection than people who got the vaccine and, <sighs> well that's going to be and sure
2: and i know people hate this analogy but i mean my brother his girlfriend is a virologist and she used this analogy herself so i'm going to use it myself is that it's basically like a flu shot you know it's if you do get the flu, it's not going to hit you like a fucking train when you get it. Yeah, yeah and I think that's they, a good good way to look at it. And I mean, I just the 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 whole thing with oh, if you get this, it's going to be if you get the shot, you know, you'll be fine. You're going to be less of a risk. Like, no, you, there's still a risk. Let's yeah, let, let's let's not put that out there. That's just not true. But
0: right, yeah. 100%. Yeah, now now thankfully enough people have taken it over a long enough period of time that the argument against that is getting very very small. I mean, it it absolutely appears to be lessening the severity of the infection if you get reinfected, which is a good thing. It's like you said before, it's very similar to how the the flu vaccine works. You may right. you may still catch the flu, but it you're probably going to have a lot less severe case of it than if you didn't.
3: It also makes you far less likely to shed the virus if you have it, to uh-huh. give it to somebody else. Um, there was something else that I was gonna say. It seems to so far it seems to protect against the variants, and that was like a big concern concern that was before, a big one. You know. Yep. Yep. Um, there's more and more things have come out that blew those previous skepticism before of like, Oh, we don't know if you can still do this,
0: you know, if you even if you get the vaccine, we don't know. You know, we don't know if we want to give you some of them freedoms back yet.
3: Right, and so now now that we've seen these things, it almost seems like the choice really is, like, do you want to get it as bad or do you want it to be, like, a little bit not as bad, you know? And if you want it to be not as bad,
0: then get the the vaccine. Get the vaccine, make sure you're living a healthy lifestyle, taking all your supplements and, you know, right. being Right, because being even if you get it, even if you get the
3: vaccine, you can still get COVID afterwards. Yeah, you know, but it's a minute portion of the population that gets COVID twice. Yeah, there is right. Like it's very, small. very few people that get COVID twice.
2: Right, but I mean the the, the pushback, and I'm I'm sure that you understand this, is yes. that, uh, I like. I would still opt to not take it given those circumstances just because it's not a Certainly long term yeah. proven a thousand percent. Facts, not even FDA
0: facts. approved. No. <laughs>
2: not at all. So like you said in the earlier podcast, I was I think it was last last podcast. You get fucking blood cancer or whatever. You you can yes. get some you can get some unknown disease and they're not gonna, you know, accept the blame for it. No, or no have one's you guys, responsible. Have you guys watched, at that point it's personal responsibility. Us.
3: It's oh well you sh- yeah. you got the vaccine. And so this you ran the risk of getting this when you chose to get the vaccine. Bitch, you made me. <laughs> you said if I wanted to go to Mexico, I had to get the vaccine.
2: Or if I had to go to work, I had to take the vaccine. If
3: I oh, wanted to bro, keep my job. Yeah, Paul was asking about that. <sighs> Casey was asking about that. Like is this like is that legal? Can you do that? I'm like I I don't know. I honestly don't, I don't know at know. this point because Thumb- Last Some... year, HIPAA protections still mattered, but now <laughs> yes. a- apparently, if you go to Costco or not Costco, but if you go to Safeway, they can just ask you if you're vaccinated or not, which seems really weird. Oh, really? I don't. I that's oh. just. I just picked a store. Okay. I don't, but there's oh, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. to stop any of these stores from asking you whether or not you're vaccinated. The federal yeah. government and the state government have not said you can't ask. They're saying it's up to you, and we're not going to tell you to ask. So there's nothing to stop them from doing
0: that. I'm using that, though. If I get if I get asked, I'll be like, I'm pretty sure that's a HIPAA violation. And you should probably ask your boss.
3: Casey was asking that. I was like, I don't know. I yeah. I genuinely don't know because I think so, but apparently you can do it. You know, I mm. don't know when
0: that became okay yeah. to violate HIPAA laws because well, well, you want to know what you've chosen to do with yourself. Yeah, because the HIPAA laws might actually be more like geared towards doctors and medical professionals themselves not being able to release that. But I wonder if it, you know, if you are asked, I, I, I don't know.
2: Believe I don't, that it's, it also covers I, honestly, your right just, to. Honestly, it, it's none of your goddamn business. Exactly. exactly. Straightforward. Like, I, unless you're my doctor or it's like I'm going to a medical physician or some shit. Right. It's none of your fucking business.
3: And that's what I have said specifically yep. about going to the stores and stuff. Like, if I'm not going in to buy anything, if I'm not buying tobacco, if I'm not buying alcohol, I shouldn't need to share any personal information at all Yeah. while I'm in there. I don't need to tell anyone my name or my phone number or anything. If I want to go and buy a bag of potatoes, I don't need to share any personal information.
0: All I have to do is have the money for it. Yep. You know? And a proprietor can refuse service to anybody for any reason.
3: Check. I went right. to fucking Win- uh, King's Walk on Wednesday. Indeed. Right? Went to King's Walk on Wednesday. Went in there. Uh, I'm just going to go for is it. Is King's so we Walk went in. hibachi? No, it's not a hibachi a buffet. They do okay. have a hibachi there, though. Or like a... Yeah, like a big flat grill. Is this the one in Silverado? Yeah. Yes.
2: Holy shit, it's still open. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: King's Walk <laughs> is still Those places never really
4: seem to die. Yeah.
3: So I went to King's Walk with Trenton after I got my hair cut. Didn't wear a mask. Haven't been wearing a mask since last Tuesday. Just haven't done it. Um, that's all I'm going to say on the fact because who <laughs> knows what the future holds. Um, but I wasn't wearing a mask. Neither was Trenton. We got to the front and the guy was like, mask, mask, mask. And I was like, I mean, I haven't been wearing one. And he just slid two masks underneath (laughs) the divider. And then when you're there, when you're getting food, you have to wear a mask and you have to wear gloves. And I don't care because I've said this a thousand times even last episode. My issue has always been the governmental aspect.
0: Mm -hmm. If this is buffets, I feel like that should probably just be forever for an hour. this
3: is how you're operating your private business. If I want to eat a King's Walk, that's what I need to do to eat a King's Walk. I need to wear gloves and wear a mask. So while we're sitting there, there is a family, like three or four adults and four children. The woman is a total bitch to the worker there. Um, trying <laughs> like almost like she's trying to make it seem like the woman who works at Kings Walk can't understand her because she's Asian. Even though that's not the case, it's just that it's a fucking buffet, and she's standing here. And the the customer, potential customer, is throwing out all these numbers. Like she's like, I have one nine year old, one twelve year old, one thirteen year old, and one this. And so the woman, the worker, is like, So how many people do you need to pay for? Like and, <laughs> and she's like, she's talking to her like she's stupid. And then she goes to pay, and the woman who's working there says, well, you guys have to, uh, like, put masks on, you know, if you are going to go in. And the potential customer is like, no, we're fully vaccinated. Probably not. Right? <laughs> if and you're taking that stand. Just total, total just judgment. Yeah, I have no way of knowing that. Uh, but probably not. And so it's like, my favorite thing ever. She's like, we're fully vaccinated. And the woman who's working there is like, that's fine. Like, it's, it's still the policy. Like, you have to have a mask on. You have to have your gloves on. And she said, then we're not going to eat here. And she fucking takes her card back and she turns around and She said, and you're not getting our money. And the, and the woman working there said, bye.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's well, the that's first funny. time I've seen someone like cause a problem. Has <laughs> to wear a mask. I've seen a bunch of people try not to wear a mask, like before the mandate got repealed. And specifically at Costco, the people there just handing the mask at the workers. Like, I'm not even gonna ask you about it. Just take the mask and you can go inside. Um <laughs> but this woman, yeah, had like a genuine issue with that. Like, then you're not getting our money. Like, well there's three dozen people in here anyway, so I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Like take your eight your eight person family, get the fuck out. <laughs> it was very Love interesting.
0: You, <laughs> Karen, yeah, Karen. it um, was a weird deal. I've not seen it before. Suck, man, people suck. They're so it's fucking wild. It's yeah, that's disgusting. I mean, just I don't want to say that sounds like a King's Walk problem, but it seems definitely like a buffet problem. Yes, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not stereotyping people that go to buffets, but it's kind of like I, I would expect something like that at Walmart. I would expect something like that at a buffet.
3: I will tell you that I was wearing a very similar outfit to what I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the classiest person. <laughs> <to be>. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wearing this sweatshirt, actually, this swell blended sweatshirt. Well, that swell blended sweatshirt is fire. Very classy. And fire, I was fire, wearing fire, shorts. Fire. Gotta call and like the fire a, department. Just a regular t-shirt. <laughs> I was like, I am very classy here today. Yeah.
0: That's like my favorite thing. I, I ate my, my
3: chicken wings with my pinky out. It's, like, fancy. Chicken wings Baller. at King's Walk. Were they teriyaki? <laughs> no, they're just, like, a... <laughs> just fried chicken Like wings. a garlicky type of chicken Oh, wing, yeah, You yeah. know,
0: like a garlicky batter. It
3: was very good. Delicious.
0: Because that's, like, a thing, right? It's been a while since I went to, a like, a Chinese buffet, but, like, there's always, like, the American section, right, where they have, like, buffalo they're wings pizza at King's and, like, Walk. pizza. That's... Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. Have you they, ever had King's Walk pizza? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely him, so. not. That's not why I'm there. Zeke, so you go to the buffet?
2: Uh, King's Walk, dude, that was my bread and butter. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go.
3: This guy would probably spend two hours there just smacking. <laughs> Bro,
2: I would destroy that shit. <laughs> I feel like the last,
0: yeah, the last buffet I went to was in, oh, what was it called? Was it called Glen Burnie? I think it was Glen Burnie. I'm gonna have to pull this up on the map, but it was in um, outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, What kind of buffet is it? It was a Chinese buffet. Okay. And I just I definitely contributed to my heart disease in the future. Nice, because it was fucking fire, man. Yeah, it was so good, so good. I gotta look up the name of that town because I am way too intrigued. I'm pretty sure it was called Glen Burnie.
3: Zeke, do you have a good buffet near you?
0: Glen
2: Burnie. Definitely was. Uh, Not one that I trust. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's always the big thing, too. Like, yeah, there's a buffet down the road, but I would never eat there. You know?
2: Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard like, to we, find we, we had a We had a, a big old bust with, like, uh, like Chinese workers being, like, funneled from New York to work over there for, like, slave wages and shit. And no, I was no. like, word? Okay, I'm good.
3: Like, well, we can't eat there anymore.
0: <laughs> no, I don't want to contribute to... To human trafficking, please. Yeah, that's no good. Oh, I highly doubt. I was going to show this on the Google Map, but like when I was down at, uh, because I was in the Coast Guard at this point, and the Coast Guard has like one, like, how do I want to put that? Coast Guard owned dry dock, and it's down in Maryland, uh, outside of Baltimore, and I was trying to find. There was this one pizza place near where we were all kind of like staying at, off the ship, and. It like had bolt holes and shit in the side, and I was like, I wonder if that pizza place was still there. They had good pizza. I'll say yeah. that much. Is it still around? Yeah, uh, it doesn't look like. I just searched pizza in Google ah. Maps, and the nearest one is way out there. And I don't know. Maybe I'll drop down to Street View, see if I remember it. Yeah, that's not the place. No, that's no, way too populated. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was not a good part of town. I'll just say that. Baltimore is a shady area as it is.
3: Zeke, what's your favorite restaurant next to your house? Oof, fuck.
0: Uh, the man just moved back, all right? Give him a break. Hmm? <laughs> he just came uh, back.
2: <laughs> I mean, we, we the, know first, the, the first thing I had was, uh, was Mongolian Grill, so I guess I'll go with that. Nice. That
0: seems like a really good choice, though.
2: Yeah, I man. was like... Like, of all the places, like, you, you would think uh, UAE would have something like that. It's just got, like, a mix of Arabic, Asian food, Mexican food, even though it's trash, but... You know, interesting the uh, the Mongolian they didn't have any Mongolian girls or anything like that. I was like, that's kind of wild.
0: That, so that is weird. <laughs> it's, it's and if I'm recalling this correctly, in the UAE, because um, this is like the United Arab Emirates, is what we're talking about. Um, yep. Like, I'm fairly sure that like the majority of the population are immigrants that are there working. Does that seem oh, yeah. about right? Yep. And that's how of them you
2: get are all like that. Good food. Pakistanis.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: That's so
2: weird.
0: That's, I mean, that's how you get good food, though, man. In a, in a, in like a city or any place where people are all living together. That's how you get fire food. True you Get James, all those no. different cultures there.
1: <sighs>
2: yeah. I mean, they'll, 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 I mean, if, if you want to go to like a high end place, I mean, they'll, they'll obviously fly out some, some special cook, with, either from, uh, the UK or some, some right. off the wall place, but a I'm majority, that a majority food, of the immigrants there are like Iranian, Indian, Pakistani, Filipino. Oh. Uh, the, the Arabs they they literally live on their own little island and then they just come out like during the night, during the nighttime when it's a little cooler and they'll uh walk the marina or go out into the beach and walk on their camels and stuff like that,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> what a dude, they're spot. bougie,
2: they're bougie, they're funny too, like they're like, they're they're a little hard to talk to at first, but you know, once they get comfortable with you, they're, they're really, they're really chill. That's awesome.
0: What a time to be alive. I know, man. I mean, what an experience too! I know, you know, you don't want to talk about too much of it, but I mean, just like the overall experience of living in, in the UAE for a year of your life as a human being, like the rest of your life, that's not going to go away. You did that. Oh yeah, that's a wild experience, I'll, I'll, bro. I'll never
2: forget those uh, those camel and spider monkey races. Those were great. <laughs> <laughs> those, those were fucking great.
0: That does sound good, dude. I mean, I understand the camels, but the spider monkeys.
2: Yeah, all right, so they weren't real monkeys. They were like little mechanical monkeys that were just slapping the camels ass. I was, I just found it so fucking hilarious. Whoa, whoa. No, okay. No.
0: <laughs> Reverse, rewind. I need to know this yeah, what this what? is. Go from the start. What is this? There's there's mechanical monkeys the, riding camels. Yeah, they
2: have these little mechanical monkeys like on the on the ba- on these the backs of these uh, these camels and they have like basically races, right?
0: Oh my god. This is amazing. In which the
3: mechanical monkeys jockey the camels yes
2: yes and so like uh they're those camel racing monkeys... with robot jockeys what the fuck holy is going crap
0: on? I, Dude, just out, I just googled wild. it bro
2: holy crap and the guys that are controlling these monkeys you know they're in their little like uh fucking jeeps keeping up with these uh these camels so they can control it and they're not what out of range the it. Fuck? Dude, this is it's... like
0: my new favorite thing ever <laughs>
3: I have literally <laughs> never heard of this before. What
0: is going on? I mean, this is legit. I'm all about this. I, Welcome we, we to the bring UAE,
3: where we race mechanical monkeys on camels. Like, what? <laughs> and the numbers are just painted on the neck of the camel. Like, fuck it. We have a a robot monkey, but we're going to just spray paint. or Probably just shit. It's just shit on the side of this yeah. camel. What? Why, the why is fuck? it?
0: It's a robot monkey. It's not actually pooping in its hand and throwing it at the monkey. No, but the camel <laughs> shits, this and is the true. easiest way to ride on a camel
2: is to
3: <laughs> grab its own shit and ride on it.
2: Dude, the only way that it could be like any greater if it was an I think train an actual monkey to do that.
1: Yes,
0: I want an actual like macaque Dude, on the back the of the fuck? that thing. <laughs> That's insane, dude. You know, if we brought that shit to America, that like the camels would be stenciled with corporate graphics, just like NASCARs are. Yes, every time oh, that would ruin it. That would ruin it. I need some monkey feces, camel feces spread on the neck and a number. <laughs> Jesus, Donovan, this PETA is not gonna let this fly. No,
3: this is not an OSHA-approved <laughs> activity yeah, at no, all. Yeah, no,
2: OSHA's not a thing in the UAE. No. Just, let's make that clear. <laughs> oh, oh, so man. it
0: probably is shit on the camel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Man, just because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can officially talk
0: about Lab leak, let's not try to get thrown off of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this week,
2: we have
5: a lot of
3: big things cracking. Obviously, Zeke oh. is here. So he's going to help us tackle the grab bag. We have... As Colin mentioned, the lab leak hypothesis revisited. We're going to be talking about the labor shortage happening in the United States. We're going to be talking about the United States one year post the, as ABC would say, the public execution of George Floyd. We're going to be talking about, uh, in that vein, some hot takes and ZCAD on some things we said last week. We're going to be talking about VARS, as Colin said, the vaccine adverse effects Reporting system, system, something to that effect, and David Chipman. I believe that is all the things. There's one thing I want to ask you guys about before we start, and it was Dakota Meyer, right? It was the thing that we were talking about before the Mm -hmm. pre-show. Zeke is not on social media, so he probably has even less idea of this than you do. But I will... Start with Zeke. I will summarize um, for this. Zeke, are you familiar with a man named Dakota Meyer?
2: Uh, no. I mean, I may be familiar with whatever happened, but the name doesn't ring a bell.
3: So Dakota Meyer is an ex-Marine sniper, a Medal of Honor recipient. I don't know the story as to which he received his Medal of Honor. Uh Purple Heart, still, obviously, um, all these things. So let's start, right, by just acknowledging Colin is a veteran, Zeke is a veteran, um, we have spoken to no end of our respect for the United States military. So I just want to cut that off right there before it turns into a, oh, you know, you're disrespecting somebody who has a Medal of Honor. And not that either of you two would say that, but comments for five years from now when people try and cancel us all these go. things. I'm telling you right now. Got a lot of faith in we, the system lasting that we, long. We, we <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, we respect the military. We respect what every service member has done, putting their life on the line for this country. So we're just going to cut that out right there. Dakota Meyer, as I said, is a Medal of Honor recipient who earlier this week did a sub-two-minute instagram live in which he talked about what he called instagram operators people who are on instagram wearing uh kit you know like plate carriers and and nods night vision goggles and you know all these things that are doing drills they're running around he dakota meyer said that this bothers him because these people are pretending to be what tim kennedy and marcus luttrell really were that it's halloween for them they're pretending and that if they were real then they would have raised their hand and you know for the call right they would have answered the call and excuse me so you know all you're ever going to be is just just a bunch of larpers right there was immense backlash to this from what i probably is easily easiest described as the new 2a community this is oh, yeah. the post nra 2 A community of people like everyone at T Rex Arms, Grand Thumb, like these types of people, you know, YouTube celebrities almost um, that are gun influencers, they're content creators that are excellent role models in my opinion of what the Second Amendment embodies,
0: Mm -hmm. right? I like how you put that the post NRA 2A crowd, because there is a you know, we're all two A supporters. Um I don't want to speak for you, Zeke, but like it's we don't need the NRA. I don't I don't I don't need them to right. back us. I mean, this is our God given right, this is what we do. This is definitely a new crowd of folks on the block. Yes. Um and I say that partially because a couple weeks ago I was at Trenton's parents' house
3: and we were talking about guns and, you know, showing off our guns and stuff like that, and they asked me if we were Jordan and I were NRA members and I told them no because I didn't feel like they did what they were supposed to be doing. You know, I said the, NR- the NRA is are j- j- just taking people's money at this point. I, said, mm-hmm. I feel like the best way to protect the Second Amendment is to properly educate everyone, but youth specifically, on the true meaning of the Second Amendment, the true importance of it, and to go from there. And mm-hmm. the NRA is not doing that. You know, so there's no point in me giving them money if Mm. they're not doing what I think is the best way
0: to preserve the Second Amendment. Word, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Dakota Meyer, so. Yes,
3: and so Dakota Meyer, so obviously there's a huge backlash of this, of people who are saying he doesn't understand the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. And saying that he is effectively, not establishing, but outlining what many people see. As a barrier to entry for you know your full second amendment rights a lot of people who were in the military who served in combat specifically you know will tim kennedy was another one that came out after this you know that said he wasn't defending what dakota meyer said but defended his right and ability to say it or whatever you know um and doing these things owning a plate carrier doing drills being proficient at uh emergency medicine to try and save your life at carbine drills, at pistol drills, all these things like that's. These things are not exclusive to people who serve in the military Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be an agent of the government to have a right to these things. And to me, it shows a misunderstanding of what the second amendment is truly about uh, because the people here doing that, like me doing these drills, I, I had the opportunity to join the I could go and join the military right now if I wanted to. Yeah. I don't feel like that's my calling. I don't feel like that's the best thing for me to be doing and not whatever. I can, I'm not going to qualify it, but that's also not the reason that I'm training. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the people, the reason that people like this are training is for if the shit hits the fan on Homeland, right the u.s military can't cover the entirety of the united states and that's not me saying well this two-way community is going to handle all the rest of it you know there's going to be a shitload of people to die if russia invades and people have to stand up and try and defend themselves there's going to be a lot of people regular 2nd amendment people that are going to die you know what i'm saying but that's also one of the only things standing in between the immediate overtaking of the united states and maybe a little bit of time before the military can figure itself out and spread itself out and try and take the country back. You know what I'm saying? Red Dawn. And so to see that be so clearly ignored by somebody who's saying that they almost gave their life to defend these rights seems so openly contradictory to me. Uh Um, So I was interested on your guys' takes, because you guys are both veterans. I'm not, you Uh know. Um, So
2: what do you think, Zeke?
3: I know there's a lot of information to unload.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, so I will uh, just based on that information, I, I think it it came from a uh, from a good place. But you're right, Donovan. It's uh, it there was definitely a, a misunderstanding of the uh, Second Amendment. Uh, as a, just speaking for myself, mm-hmm. I find it very encouraging that uh, citizens are taking time to you know educate themselves on, on firearm safety, uh, you know, running drills, wearing, you know, wearing these plates running around on this shit. That, that's, that's fine. That's, that's very encouraging to me. They're not out hurting people. They're, they're educating themselves. More people need to be doing that quite frankly, more than ever given, uh, the political circumstances. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he, he has a right to his opinion, but, um, If we're talking constitutionality, like everyone has a right, right to it. Like I, I like the old definition of the second amendment, which is like, you're allowed to have a fucking cannon at your house if you want to fucking have it. The true definition. Yeah. Well, the true definition, like you can, you can have what the fuck ever you want to protect like whatever you feel you need to protect, protect you protect your house or your property or whatever that makes sense but i mean
3: and tim kennedy came out last night and yesterday and did a live maybe like five minutes right to address the things that dakota meyer said and he said in his life that he wasn't defending what Dakota Meyer said, but was defending his right to say it. Right. And so he's starts talking about the view that Dakota Meyer sees the world through. And you know, when he enlisted at 19 and this happened and like all of his friends died and now he sees these people on the home front that are, you know, pretending to be the thing that they signed up to do. And I just, I don't think that that's what they're doing. Like, I think that's a mm-hmm. gross mischaracterization of people who are at home taking advantage and expressing their second amendment rights because that's not what the intent is like they're they're entering those two different actions with completely different intents
1: yeah
0: you know yeah and i mean for my two cents i guess dakota meyer has absolutely every right to have that and hold that opinion and and argue for it and do all that stuff and i I have the right to respectfully disagree with him. I happen to think that he's probably got a just a misunderstanding of why people are doing that. It's not, you know, people aren't doing it because, you know, the Call of Duty craze is on and they all want to be, you know, they, they're they not doing it because they all want to be, you know, on spec ops and in the SEALs and, and running these missions and all that. That's not why people are doing these things. I'm sure there's some, obviously, that are just getting into it for, for the kicks, if you will, because right. we'd be lying if we said there wasn't an aspect of fun that comes with well, it, certainly. obviously, but it's probably just a misunderstanding of why people are doing that kind of thing. And and frankly, I mean, due to the fact that he is as decorated as he is, he's probably divorced enough from the fact that like, like, I don't think he would be capable of understanding why people are doing that. Right. You know, and there's the, the whole concept of, you know, he's got, he's got the, uh, he's got the weight of his friends on him. Yeah, you know that that he's carrying forward, and it, you know there, that's that's a form of bias of, at the end of the day, you know, and it's not it's not undeserved, and it's not you know it's not uh, it's not wrong to feel the way he feels, but he's also not a civilian, right? And he, he will never be able to go back to that. Well, it know? was almost he, like he went down that life path, and it had the right. experience that he did, and there's no coming back from that. And right. if that changed his view. Then that changed his view, and I, re- I will absolutely listen to every single argument that he has to say, and I will take it very seriously because this is a man who has been through the most a, a person can be through in war, basically. Certainly. You know what I mean? So, that being said, I, 100%, just like Tim Kennedy said, I, I one hundred I would die for his right to say that, but I also disagree with him, and that's totally fine. Well, I'm sure we can live together just fine, and I think that you're right. It it seems like
3: because of his surface and because that's the prism and the environment in which he did those things, in which he wore a play carrier and used a firearm and did these things, that's the only optic, the only view that he can see it through. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, those are two completely different intentions yeah. you know joining the military to do these things and buying these things to defend yourself to make sure that you can defend your family that if god forbid something happens at home you know like in the home front you can try and do something about it so that you can try and hold your shit down and just if the country falls apart so yeah. you can try and overthrow a tyrannical government should it exist like there is a difference and i a thousand percent agree with it right there's a difference between stolen valor and dressing up in kit and training like that, right? Oh, yeah. And it's not like everybody who dresses in kit pretends they were in the military. You know, they're not. The vast majority of them don't want to be in the military, didn't want... Maybe not the vast majority. The vast... How do I
0: put this, They didn't make the decision.
3: Certainly the people who didn't serve in the military, the vast majority of the people who didn't serve in the military that are part of the 2A community in this fashion, that are in kit... Didn't want to be in the military. Mm-hmm. Don't like the cops probably. There's a, a whole slew of things that the way they're expressing their Second Amendment rights don't fit into a cookie-cutter society version of that, like being a police officer, like being in the military, in which expressing your segment rights is acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're a cop and you have an AR-15, that's totally fine. And if you're in the military and you have an M4, then it's totally fine. But if you're a civilian and you want to have that, then there's obviously something wrong. <laughs> something you wrong know? with you. Um, Zeke, let me
0: ask you this question in what, what paint me a picture that forms in your mind of a civilian of the United States in 1830 exercising and preserving their second amendment, right? 1830 shit. I mean, pick a, pick a date back then. I don't know. All
2: right. Well, all right. I mean, God. Someone who's def- like exercising it. I, someone who's openly carrying, like, to the drugstore with a rifle and shit. Like going to the drugstore, going to a, going to get groceries and shit. You know, minding their p's and q's. And what kind of what kind of weaponry are they packing? Uh, probably a rifle.
0: Yeah, like a rifle probably, that is a muzzleloader, probably. Loader a rifle probably. Or a yeah. Um You know, and the but, odds are they're probably you know being taught by their family how to like. Proficiently shoot, so they
2: can hunt and do things like that. Absolutely right. So, and I mean, I don't see anyone fucking with this person because who wants to fuck with anyone with a weapon?
0: Yeah. Like, that's, oh, that's let's, let's go point. pick
2: on someone that's you know obviously defenseless because this guy's. There's a chance I'm gonna die. There's a mortality rate higher if I go for this guy who has firearms. So the let's old go uh, for, an armed
0: polite. An armed society is a polite society.
2: Absolutely.
0: So my point being is at in 1830, when the the average you were packing was a muzzle loaded rifle and possibly a pistol or something like that that was probably passed down from your family or whatever it is, and it's being it's being used as a tool almost you know on a regular basis or or it's always in the house, you know people are getting taught how to use that. Well, in 2021. We don't have muzzleloader rifles as, like, the everyday carry gun. Right. You know, people aren't, that's not what you're going to go to the store and buy today. You can, obviously, because there's good hunting season for it. Um, But that's, so people are training today with modern equipment. What would be wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. You're still doing the same thing that people back in 1830 did, except you're doing it with the modern equipment, and due to the specific, the sophistication of our weaponry at this point it requires a lot more in depth training, a lot more exercise, and you know there's there's a lot more accessories that go with it. Yeah, that can so. But without without understanding that, it would just look like a bunch of larpers. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is this it's not Ren Fair, but for Afghanistan. Okay, that's not what any any of these people are doing. Right. But I mean, did, Zeke, did you when you were young did you play war with your friends? All the time. All the time, Don. Yeah. All the yeah. time. I mean, this is, it's kind of a naturally occurring thing in our, dare I say, sex. You know, it's kind of a, it's a thing that people have always done. It's what I did when I was a kid. I'm sure my dad did it when he was a kid. Like, it's its always kind of been there. And then when you become older, it, it actually becomes, it, it, it has a more utilitarian purpose. And you take it more seriously. And then all of a sudden those skills transfer over into Real life defending and and uh, what I don't know what the word carrying through with your Second Amendment right. You remember so. connects? Connects. Yes, maybe. Look up a
3: picture of connects real quick. You know what I'm talking about, Zeke? Connects. The toy. Uh,
2: I, the the name. The name sounds familiar.
3: Yeah. So if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. So me and my neighbor, I wasn't allowed to play with guns when I was a kid because <laughs> my mom was like hugely anti-gun. I definitely um, remember this. Yeah and we used to make swords out of connects right oh and yeah. then Heck yeah
0: dude this was like the dopest thing we would take almost it, as good as lego
3: these enormous pixie sticks right like <sighs> the yard long pixie sticks crush them obviously and then take the tubing of the pixie stick because the long ones are plastic and slide it over the connects so they wouldn't break, <laughs> and then just get the fuck after it with those things. Beat the crap out of absolute each other. welts.
0: Yeah. Oh man, savagery. What about you, Zeke? Do you ever you pull out the play swords when you were a kid? That was a really yeah, bad that, way that, to phrase that. Was that.
2: A, that was a mistake on my on my parents' part. Back when, I, when <laughs> we did karate, my mom gave us like uh, styrofoam nunchucks and styrofoam swords. And being in a family of like six, you know, with older brothers. Immediately regret that was (laughs) was a good (laughs) beating.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good mom right there. That is. There was a point at which me and my little brother, um, like our dad, had kind of he was teaching us how to like work in the wood shop and like you know cut wood and like make things and stuff like that. So naturally, the first thing we made were like swords and shields, of course, out of two by fours, (laughs) and then proceed to go out beat the living crap out of each other. (laughs) Savagery. Oh, I miss those days. Life was so simple.
3: So let's just stay in the vein of firearms. Right? Okay. We'll just start with David Chippen. Ugh.
0: This, <laughs> I,
3: this was a request from Chad, loyal listener. Oh, yeah, my listener. brother
0: who I used to beat the crap out of of sorts. Yes, sort. exactly. Although he'd probably argue that he beat me. The very same. <laughs> um, a veteran
3: himself, Chad was also in the military, and Chad is very active on social media, and I can personally test was very much in the same vein that i was on this whole dakota meyer thing where um, we were right in line with because so, <laughs> we're
0: vibing together
3: yeah okay david Chippen. david Chippen, we talked a little bit about in the pre-show is the current nominee
0: every for... time i look at his face man i'm sorry i just laughed it's
3: really not good it's he's got a terrible face you want to smack it <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, Z, you're going to have to go back to the video and, and look at his face if you haven't. So this picture,
3: right, is one of the points that I want to address first. So David Chipman is the nominee for director of the ATF. Currently, he had his joint confirmation hearing on Wednesday with five other people, one of them being a federal judge nominee. Um, so weird. This picture right here because it's one of the first things that I want to address because it's one of the things that I can't 1,000% validate. Right. In this hearing on Wednesday, <clears throat> David Chipman testified under oath, which to me in this case doesn't mean anything because he lied later on. So people saying, you know, oh, well, he was under oath. So like he would have perjured. himself. Well, he did perjure himself later this afternoon. So <laughs> that's really funny if you say that. And the only evidence that I've been able to find that this isn't a picture of David Chipman it cites him saying that on Wednesday, that this is not a picture of me. <laughs> it's not an ATF agent. So it's really hard to use that as verification. And like I said in the pre-show, I had several articles last night, three, I think. I mean,
0: the scowl, bro.
6: they all the
3: referenced this photograph and didn't have a correction at the bottom saying that this photograph wasn't of David Chipman.
0: Interesting. Kind of begs the question, doesn't it? Right.
3: So, because this show is about the truth, I can neither confirm nor deny to a thousand percent certainty that this is a picture of David Chipman. However, this picture seems to depict David Chipman at the time that he was a special agent for the ATF. Standing in front of the charred and still burning remains of men, women, and children in the rubble of the Mount Carmel uh, complex compound that was run by David Koresh and the Branch Davidians.
1: Mm-hmm. There are in Waco
3: in Waco. There are burning bodies in this photograph. Yeah, that's pretty rough, man. And if this photograph is legitimate, and is of David Chipman, then it is, in my opinion, immediately disqualifying for him to have this job. The fact that anybody in federal service would take trophy photos with American citizens is beyond disgusting. And the fact that he is being used as the bastion and cornerstone of morality for the firearms policy in America is deeply disturbing to me. Mm -hmm. After this happened, several years later, he did a Reddit AMA, we talked about this before, in which he said that the branch of Indians used fifty caliber sniper rifles to shoot down two ATF helicopters. Right? On the day of his testimony, he says, oh, well, I have a... We got a quote. um, He says that he mistyped (laughs) on his AMA because he was typing too fast. And so what he said wasn't clear that there were holes from a 50 caliber sniper rifle in the ATF helicopters and that they were forced down. Not that they were crashed. They were forced Mm. to land because of these holes. Even though he said that they downed two helicopters with 50 caliber sniper rifles in Waco. Hmm. Sounds like perjury to me. Well, there was another time when he's when he's being asked about this by senator lee Mm
1: -hmm.
3: mike lee yeah and and he's trying to spin what he says and trying to spin what he says oh no it's not this it's a different statement that he said um i can't remember what it is but he's trying to spin it. he's trying to spin it. he's trying to spin it mike lee is like no way so there's no there is no way he says that he says there you cannot convince me that that is the what you meant There is no way to read this sentence to take that from it. Um, And I'll find that clip this week and I'll post it because I should have grabbed that one too. Um, It's a dark time, right? So he testified in this hearing, he's previously testified that the assault weapons ban didn't go far enough, right? The assault weapons ban is the 1994 assault weapons ban that... We've talked about it before AR-15s, high-capacity magazines, things like that. You could no longer buy them during that time period. Had a sunset clause of ten years; it no longer is active.
0: He has said important that to say it was never repealed; it just expired.
3: It expires. Had a, yeah. Had a, had a moon uh moonlight clause. Is that what it's called? Yeah, moonlight clause. Yeah, I think. yeah, uh, of ten years, so it no longer exists. He has argued and did argue on this day for an assault weapons ban, and then was asked to. Define assault weapons. And I have...
0: That was a good clip. I have a clip that I can send you. Oh, word. Um, Zeke, did you see that clip? Been making the rounds? I guess you're kind of not that on social media, but...
2: Uh, I believe I saw it, and uh, I'm glad you clarified that this guy was from Waco, because that just makes me want to say, you know, fuck this guy even more. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't, I don't
0: I don't care if you were just a passerby standing by you were sitting in the you were the truck driver at Waco if you're on the cusp of becoming the head of the ATF you we should be disqualified that was a mm-hmm. that was a disqualifying participation trophy that you should get
3: and while this is sending to, while this video is sending over to you, I will say talk about some other things touch on some other things um, Dick Durbin said that David Shipman... Has done bipartisan work on common sense gun control. His last employer was the Giffords Institute or the Giffords, whatever. Like yeah. whatever. So that's which is that's a, not bipartisan.
0: Yeah, which which is a nonprofit that is uh, that pushes gun control and, and and all that good stuff. And when he was asked about his comments
3: about the assault weapons ban not being enough he said that in that hearing, he was acting in a different capacity. He was acting then as an advocate for gun control. And so it's different. You know, I was acting in a different capacity then. So I didn't really mean don't it. I was worry
0: just doing my what job. Then. What a piece of shit. Sorry. Um, that's right. Hey, we don't have any incriminating messages. I think this is the best we're going to be able to do here. But I will pull this up. That's fine. And we're going to play this. And hopefully Zeke can hear it.
7: Congratulations. Do you believe in banning assault weapons?
0: I do, sir.
4: Okay. Define assault weapons.
7: Um, Assault weapons would be something that um, members of Congress would define.
4: Well, how do you define it? You're going to be running the agency. Yeah, so pause Um, that real
7: quick. Z, can you hear this?
0: Could you hear that? No, no. Ah, damn.
3: Okay, I'll send you the clip. Um, But in this clip... David Chipman has asked if he supports an assault weapons ban. He is then asked what the definition of assault weapon is. And he says, well, that would be up for Congress to define. Huh. So you are saying you are in favor of banning something that you don't even have a definition for, right? He's pressed on this numerous times on during this hearing by Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Kennedy. And at one point... I don't remember who he was being questioned by. He said the one instance in which the ATF defines an assault weapon is in a very specific program that is used within a certain vicinity of the southern border in which a gun store within that proximity of the southern border sells an assault weapon or assault rifle, which in this they have to let me start over. Just so I don't cut mm-hmm. myself up. So this particular statute is used for when a gun store within a certain proximity of the southern border sells an ass- "quote unquote" assault rifle. They have to fill another form to let the government know. Right in this very specific instance is the only time the ATF has ever defined the term assault weapon, assault rifle. This is the only time. Interesting. It's existed for a while, which indicates to me it's not a very strong definition because no one has used it prior to today. But in this instant, David Chipman says that in this specific program, an assault rifle is defined as any rifle capable of using a detachable magazine with a caliber higher than 22.
0: (laughs) So all of them?
3: That is All semi-automatic rifles? Upwards of 90% of the modern sporting rifles in America. That would mean my hunting rifle is
0: an assault rifle at that point. Detachable,
3: semi-automatic rifle, I'm sorry. It did say semi-automatic rifle. So my bolt action is still safe. Yes, your bolt action is safe. I apologize. You can still go
0: hunting, don't worry. We're not coming after your rights.
3: semi-automatic rifle capable of holding a detachable magazine with a caliber higher than twenty-two. Zeke, I need
0: a hot take.
2: What do you want? (laughs) <laughs> what what do you think of
0: that? Oh, any that, any oh, semi-automatic? No, no hot take
2: on that. I'm all on board with that shit. Fuck you. I, I'm not doing that.
0: <laughs> there's, there's no conversation to be had, dude. That's just a hard no. Period. <laughs> there's, there's,
2: there's no conversation and when it comes to taking any guns away. You can fucking just fuck off. Thank
0: you. I like this man. <laughs> all right, do, we, do we want to keep rolling yep, that keep one? Going. All right. Hang on, Zeke.
7: Senator, I think this is a good question. If I am um, confirmed as ATF director, um,
4: I got thirty-five seconds left. Define it
7: for me, would you please, sir? Um, What's an assault there, weapon? Yeah, Senator, uh, um, the bill uh, to ban assault what, weapons is, what is your dozens definition of pages. Of an there's weapon. no way I could define an assault weapon. You don't have any. You're
0: going to run an a- this agency, and you don't have a definition of assault weapon.
7: But I would be enforcing the definition that members yeah,
3: of Congress have. Yeah, but
0: are going to be have. issuing rules and regulations.
3: <laughs> I'll which just do whatever the government tells is true, me right? to do. He does say, and I, don't, I know you couldn't hear that, Zeke, but he says, well, Senator, I would be enforcing the law that Congress sets out, Wh- which is true, right? That is true. He is there to enforce the law. But if you're going to try and tell me that Congress is going to pass an assault weapons ban without first consulting the ATF director and what his classification of an assault weapon would be, because they're the ones to enforce that law, you got me fucked up. You cannot convince me of that. So not only does he say that he doesn't have a definition of an assault weapon, he can't come up with a, with a definition of assault no, weapon. Oh, it's like 12 pages long, he said. Dozens of pages long, he said. I Dozens of pages I long. He couldn't come up with the definition of assault weapon.
0: If I have to read... But we should ban them. If I, as a as just a regular-ass citizen of the United States, have to read through hundreds of pages of legislative nonsense to determine, to try to come to some understanding of what these giant bills are going through Congress are and all that. The head of the ATF needs to read the dozens of pages required for him to understand the law he's about to enforce. If he's trying to get a job that requires him to understand that.
6: Yes. Yes.
3: So to make this even more concerning, right? Oh. is when he G- talked can it about horse.: Yes,. yes. Damn it, is when he talked about the assault weapons ban not going far enough, right? He said it didn't go far enough because it didn't do anything about the amount of assault weapons that were still out on the streets. So he's
0: a gun grab. people
3: still own.
0: This is This is not good times, man. Not H. good times. This he is the then, time. I'm glad we got an obstructionist turtle in the in the Senate. Um, he then
3: was questioned by Macy Hirono, just one of our favorite senators, right? She's
0: the one that changed the definition of uh, sexual preference. <laughs> so she single-handedly.
3: Also... She asked all these people there the same question of like, have you ever had allegations of you know sexual assault? Like, mm-hmm. she, ever since. The Kavanaugh thing happened. Yeah. She asked every single appointee the same set of questions to begin with, which is just such a fucking signal, virtue signal <laughs> bullshit. I hate it so much. She asked David Chipman, is there anything in the Constitution... Here, I have, yeah, I I have the this. clip. Um, is there anything in the Constitution that would stop Congress from putting in place common sense gun control? <laughs> and he's like...
0: Yeah, actually, just... Let's just play that one in the microphone here so that uh, Z can hear it. Just get that thing right up by the newer.
5: On that point it is very clear, is it not, that, that there's nothing in the Constitution that prevents Congress or the states from enacting gun ownership, sensible gun ownership laws? Is there?
7: Senator, I I think that it is well within the powers of Congress to balance the rights we have under the Constitution and the responsibility as a nation to keep us safe.
0: No, no, no. A hundred times, a thousand times no. Like I said in my message when you sent me that. No. Yeah, except that
3: this one in particular says shall not be infringed right in it. Like, right in it. The words are actually in it. She then says that she feels that Heller versus D.C. was wrongly decided. And Heller versus D.C., for anybody who doesn't know, is the Supreme Court case that codified and solidified the individual's rights to possess and carry a firearm. So she doesn't believe that individuals have the right to own a firearm, or possess one, but that we have the collective right in the form of a militia. But she also believes, through that same vein, that the only legitimate militia is one through the government, the National
0: Guard. It's not a militia. We Zeke, mean, where are you at with, like, how would you define a militia in, like, the, the context that's, of the. It's not a gotcha question. It's no. not a gotcha question. Just it's a, Because it's kind of a. Everybody's got a different concept. Uh,
2: fuck. A militia. Uh, For me, a militia would be just like an organized group that's, uh, by constitutional by all constitutional rights trying to overtake a tyrannical government. That's point blank, full stop. That's that's what it is for me.
0: Do you need a tyrannical government to have a militia?
2: No, you don't, but you can always have one at the ready. Now, would you
0: say the difference between this is, I'm like a leading journalist trying to get answers out of you. I I, I apologize for that. Go for it. Um, It's equated a lot of times, like, like just like uh, Senator Hirono talked about, like, we have militia. It's called the National Guard. And, like, definitionally, I think a National Guard has to be made up of actual civilians. And yeah. I understand that there's this catchy little thing about the National Guard, your citizen soldiers and all that. But that, that's a load of horseshit because when you're active, you're active. And you're not an actual, you know, you're, you're active duty during right. your duty <laughs> weekends. I mean, you're
2: be, you're paid by the federal government. You're yeah. on the federal government, government payroll. So get fucked.
0: You're on the <laughs> dole from the feds, bitch. Exactly. Which, by definition, in my book, would say that you are not a, you are not a legitimate militia. The militia is us. Exactly. Yeah. That's why, yeah, it, it scares me when you hear all the talk lately about the, these right-wing militia groups that are out there, you know, running drills and doing all this. And maybe going back to the Dakota Meyer issue. I mean, it's like these people are trying to understand what they're doing. That's what makes them a militia. If they can get together when the shit hits the fan and form a militia to protect their co- community, I mean, that's thats a right. militia. The National yeah. Guard ain't yeah.
3: going to come do that. Yeah. And, I mean, by that definition, you know, people like me, you, Jake, like, we're all all—we're all extremists. You know, yeah. we are extremist mil- militant Gaston members. flag right over there. Yeah, which is just... It's dumb. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't necessarily deny being an extremist, but... Not if in, that's the not, definition, yeah, but not in a way that I feel is dangerous to anybody around me or <laughs>
1: well, you know, to, to be only fair, to a, a random you, government.
2: You, I mean, if you were to hear yourself like five years ago, you'd have been like, "God damn, I'm a right wing radical." I know. And <laughs> I know,
3: I know it. See, so this... you, you,
2: you got to put, you got to put, you got to need to kind of put it into perspective for, for these people. I mean, it, <laughs> right. it's frustrating. It's super frustrating. Yeah, like. I mean, when I moved out here, I mean it's a very conservative area, and so I, I'm sure that, you know I was making their ears bleed with my literal liberal,
1: your liberal tears
2: nonsense. And, and now then, look at you. And now look at me now. Holy shit. I'm maybe we ahead. just all aged fast.
0: Maybe that, maybe that's what it was due to the times we're in. Because we, yes. there was that old no, saying about it. No, you just put it. yourself through real shit. Yeah, yeah, that's really all it takes. Yeah, you, I mean, real life
2: experience. Once you leave the house. You, you're forced to be responsible for shit. You're like, oh no, yeah, now now, all that shit makes sense.
0: That's a really good point because yeah, once you got to like be relying on yourself to fucking pay taxes and, and pay your bills and like work hard to contribute to society just so that you can get by and put a roof over your head and provide food for your family and all this stuff, like I, if you're working your ass off to do that, I don't know how you're not some kind of, uh, dare I say, conservative
2: at a certain, to a to a certain point, I guess, you know. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm conservative by any means. Right? I think it just leads me more 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 to the middle of of understanding or at least attempting to understand. Yeah. We're real, man. We
0: live that life. Yeah. We know how difficult yeah. it is out there. It's hard. For sure. <laughs> I have found
3: myself to that point, Zeke. I have found myself when people ask me about the show and about Colin and I and like our political views and stuff like that, that I find myself like, describing myself as a conservative, but I would not classify myself that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... Like you're still a Democrat liberal. at heart. Yeah, it's only I'm through doing. the new political view
0: that I would be a conservative, you know? It's... If you don't agree with us, you're a conservative, and you're evil. Yeah. And, be,
3: the, and most of the time, it's because I tell people, like, oh, Colin's, like, more conservative than I am, you know? And because... That's true, like, to an extent. but And they're like, oh, so like, you think you're a conservative? I'm like, no, no, not necessarily. Like, I, But Colin is slightly more conservative than I am. Like, that's really what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm a conservative, nor are you. But you're slightly more conservative than I am. Probably. And I don't even know if that's the case now. Um, you, we've both come a long way. Yeah, when we started, it probably was. But I don't know that it's the case
2: now, you know. So, I mean, if, if you take people away from, from social media and you put them in a room... And you ask them how they feel about, you know, any given issue, whether it's abortion or w- whatever, you'd find that they have some conservative aspects. It's only when they put themselves in this social media realm where they have to feel gratified. Like, oh, yeah, this this I, I'm I'm leaning towards this because this is what my my group leaned towards. Like, no. Like, yeah. You, yeah. you felt you felt a certain kind of way about this for a reason. Yeah. All right. You don't you don't need gratification from from a. From a group,
0: yeah. Once you get put on that public stage, like people really get tribal, and they they feel like they got to pick a team. Yeah. This is why I follow the Bridget Fetasy model. Just I'm politically homeless, and did I'm with see, the rest of those folks.
3: Did you see that Crystal Ball and Sagar and Jetty are going to go solo onto their own venture?
0: Thank God. They're leaving the hill. Thank God. Yeah. Because you watch. Zeke, you ever watch Crystal Ball and Sagar and, and Jetty on what, what's the Rise. Rising? Yep, I Rising. Sure do. Yeah, those guys are.
3: Yeah, so they announced today on, on their social media that they're <laughs> starting their own news venture. Um, you know, I would assume it's going to be very Rising esque, just yeah. independently, which I think is a great thing.
0: It might have less ads. Good God, the ads, right? <laughs> the amount <laughs> of
5: fucking,
3: fucking ads God.
0: in the Rising shows. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Fifteen minutes show, like or segments. You know, if you watch them on the YouTube, and two commercials. It's it's a commercial every five minutes. One, well, they hit you with a commercial,
3: and then there's two seconds left of the show, and then it goes to another commercial before it starts the next clip. Yep. Like, what is going on?
0: That's that's where we at. They gotta be making stacks, though. Well, if I they're, mean, they're working that for the hill, so. I mean, if they work I for mean the, the hill, hill, I don't mean I don't mean Saga. Oh, I yeah. mean the hill. Yeah, they gotta be making stacks on ad money. Yeah, they're gonna make way more money going independent. Oh fuck yeah! I love those guys. I would literally watch their show more if it wasn't for the ads. I will say that much. It's so much. It's tough. It's, it's hard to watch. And I've noticed that on like, do uh, you watch Tim Zeke.
2: All the time. Yeah, my man. All the fucking time.
0: It's funny because half the time I want to yell at him, and half the time I'm like, "Word, dude." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it just goes to show it. we're open, bro. We're homeless, um, but like if you watch his show live, obviously there's no ads, right? Right. Or if you catch it later, you get that those ads thrown in there. I hate like with <laughs> Spotify. Do you um? Do you have a Spotify, Zeke? Yes,
2: and I I it dry, I like watching Joe Rogan on, on Spotify. Yes. And uh-huh. I just recently started noticing there's like five five to ten minutes worth of ads before I have to actually listen to the podcast. I'm like. What the fuck is this? And then oh, yeah. there's
0: more in the middle. There's more in the yeah,
2: middle now. I'm like, like, cut it out. Like, you guys, this
0: is stupid. It's fucking Spotify, bro. I at learn... least the, the ads in the beginning, I don't mind that much because I just fast forward through each one, and there's like five or six, yeah. and then the show starts. But then when those halfway ads come in, I'm never ready for that shit. So I'm like always on the road, and I can't pick up my phone and like go through. you oh, like, damn it. I hate it. I hate ads. That's why I cut the cable to begin with. So long, I was original, I want to plant my flag here, okay? I was one of the original cord cutters back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Back when the only thing you had was, like, YouTube wasn't, it wasn't even anything like it was now. Like, it was, you know, Philip Franco was there, but it was all 15 to 30 minute shows, and it was just, you know, YouTubers, low budget, doing whatever they were doing. And then you had Netflix DVDs through the mail. Like, that was my original cord cutting and was, the shitty, man.
3: like, wax sleeves.
0: Yes. There was no there was no streaming yeah. at all when I first started. I was an OG, bro. Still, to this day, never pay for cable. That's right. <laughs> Gangster. <laughs> Gangster. So let's... Such an OG thing. I was so cheap, I didn't want to buy cable. Then I was, like, just morally against it.
3: So, the last thing I got to say about David Chipman. <clears throat> obviously, I don't think this should be confirmed. Yesterday, I took five minutes to write on an email to one of the senators and then i copy and pasted it to the other one i recommend everybody do that um the second amendment is not just for you it's for everybody if you aren't a second amendment advocate i still recommend that you do this david chipman if there is even a chance that he took a trophy photo in front of the still burning corpses of american men women and children he does not deserve to collect a federal salary or in my opinion any salary um can we cancel him do we have that power cancel david chipman so that's it i would i would just i would ask you guys i would implore everyone to write your senator and ask them to vote no in the confirmation of david chipman he does not deserve that position, and terrible, terrible
0: things are likely to happen if he gets in there. Man. Yeah, I really, really hope not. All right, so we are the the United Senate of the Salt of the Streets. Donovan, I think we know your vote. No. Zeke? No. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Lincoln now. And a hard no, majority rules, We unanimous... You out, Chipman. So is, your, so is our time wasting our breath on you, you waste of space. Get okay. out of the public so sphere. So
1: let's
3: go... Let's go George Floyd next. Kay. Okay. So... One year anniversary. The one year anniversary of George Floyd's death was Wednesday, I think. Yes. A lot of things have happened in the last year. We saw protests, rioting destruction f- some very healthy conversations a lot of political canceling a lot of very unhealthy we have seen no legitimate movement on a federal level on a police reform bill we've seen a lot of local governments defund their police in different capacities we've seen many of them refund their police in different capacities as crime has risen around the nation. Skyrocketed. In some cases, you can tie that to the rioting and stuff like that that happened over the summer, and so it's likely to go back down over this year so long as the rioting does not continue. Um, Derek Chauvin's trial was just a few weeks ago. He was found guilty of murder in the second... Third. In the third degree, manslaughter in the second degree, and then something else in the it was movie. murder two three and okay man-slaughter. that's a lot yes mm. so we talked about a little bit last week zeke you had you said you had some takes on this that's really i mean we talked a little bit about this a little bit the pre-show you know yeah there is it would be hard to quantify all of the effects that george floyd's death had on this nation because it This seemingly small event, and not to delegitimize or make insignificant the death of anybody, because obviously anybody dying is a tragedy, especially in the way that it happened.
1: Uh
3: But this seemingly small event kicked off
0: a series of events that I
3: don't think anybody could have predicted.
0: Uh Um, Before we get into that, I want to ask one question that just popped into my mind. Zeke, do you remember where you were I'm when you heard about that? I'm just kind of at this point. So <laughs> where where was
2: I when the the George Floyd stuff was going on?
0: Yeah, like, do you remember a moment where, like, did you watch the video of it when it first came out?
2: Yeah. I, did that strike you? I was, I was actually at the start of my mobilization process, and that was pretty much all the talk. Uh, that people were talking about, and a lot of the people that I was mobilizing with, uh, they were <laughs> they were they were pretty much castrated by publicly by a lot of other service members because I mean they're in the police force and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, people were asking like, is this how you guys do your police practices? Blah blah blah. And, that know, shit got like, bad oh, fast. Yeah, it got it got it got pretty nasty, and um, as usual, um, you know, when things cool down and when you know, evidence comes out, you know, people you know, they they kinda change their tune a little bit, but um, I mean it's a good got I'll let you guys continue before before I, I get any further. But okay. it was I, I was just I, gonna I know it. exactly where I'm do, go.
0: do. you do you remember Don like specifically where you were? Yeah, it's like the the old main like I was I remember what I was doing when JFK got shot. I remember what I was doing when uh, 9-11 happened. Yes. Do you remember what you were doing when you found out about George Floyd? I remember initially seeing the video
3: and, like, a little bit of time going by before it caught national attention. You know, not, like, weeks or anything, but, like time went by before mm-hmm. I feel like the video itself went viral. And so when I first saw it, I didn't even watch it because I was like, fuck, this is like another person being killed with the police. You know, I'm not trying; I don't need to watch this video. Yeah. And then as the notoriety of it grew and it started to become more prominent, then I watched it just on my couch at home. You know, I remember watching it. I mean, like, this is particularly fucked up. Like this does not, Makes sense. I don't understand why anybody would conduct Mm -hmm. themselves this way. I don't get any of this, you know. I also, I don't know, I viewed shit so differently at that time, you know, even Mm -hmm. just like just over a year ago.
0: Well, and that's Uh, that's fine because what I'm really driving at is that regardless of which way, you know, we kind of went. Post and you know after processing this and that and the other thing, it was like when it actually happened. Like I remember vividly where I was and what I what I did and what I did. You know what I was doing. Like very very vividly, it stands out in my mind. And I w- I was just curious if that looking at the f- I don't want to say the fallout. That's more of a negative connotation. But like you know what has transpired since then. Like the year the past. Effects. Like I still remember where I was. I mean I was right. I was on the other side of that that wall right over there. And then, like, I I didn't have the dining table over there, so I, like, I like was up against the wall, just kind of leaned back, and then end of a long day, I saw all this stuff on Twitter. I was kind of catching up on social media afterwards, and I just sat down on the floor, and I watched that video, and I just... I'm never going to forget watching that video. And part of that might be knowing where we are today and looking back on it and be like, wow, that's, that's what happened. And it just... It really sticks out as a very particular moment in my in my head, and so I was just curious if you guys had that that experience at all. Not to that extent, but mm-hmm. I
3: remember when it happened. I remember watching it. So interesting.
0: So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to like derail things here, but
6: no. so so like Zeke. I
3: said, I was really just kind of vamping. I don't, right. I <laughs> don't have anything specific <laughs> right. as to because there's no. There are things all over the country that you can point to that happened. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, we could sit here for three hours and highlight oh, yeah. all of the things across the nation that changed because of George Floyd. There was a lot of really questionable shit that happened. You know, Tim Pool is now calling them no go zones, right? Like, no go oh, yeah. zones established around the country.
0: Like, there's a. Yeah, that drive-by shooting down in George Floyd Square the other day. Yeah.
3: On the anniversary. There were many positive things that happened. There was a lot of very helpful community discussions. I feel that, like I said, you could spend the next few hours oh, yeah, highlighting definitely. positive effects around the country of what happened to George Floyd. The only thing I could really highlight on a major level is that federally we have not seen movement on a police reform bill like has been requested yeah. since the very beginning.
0: Other than a, a, a filibuster of an actual yes. police reform bill. Yes. So... Anyways,
2: remember, remember, last time I was on the po- on the podcast, and I said, "Oh, hey, if you keep on rioting, you're not going to get like a federal bill passed." <laughs> yes, rem- rem- remember all those things I was I was saying that were passed in peaceful protesting. Just, just, just thought I'd say that. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah this is mostly mostly peaceful, but fiery. <laughs> 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 all right. So, where you at on George Floyd, Zeke? trial you could you could take us wherever you want to go
2: uh so i'll just shoot off right off the gate uh derek chauvin if i were in the jury not guilty now why now so let's let's uh let me let me backtrack just a little bit so i (laughs) would not a racist right i would give him involuntary manslaughter at probably the worst i'm not that far off and you're not a now, racist,
0: right, Zeke? Just to preface everything.
2: Just, just, to, just to preface this. All According right, so... to
0: uh, Abraham X. Kennedy, that means you are. Boom. <laughs> there's <laughs> no way out of it, baby. So Okay, continue.
2: So I, if you're looking to the letter of the law and, um, you know, you're, you're looking at all the circumstantial evidence and if there's plausible <sighs> evidence that, you know, this would have been the cause or, you know, whatever. He was a. He was on drugs. If you watched the video, the cop noticed he was asphyxiating. Was is it Asphyxiating? Exf- I can't pronounce. My Asfixi- words to say. As- asphyxiating. Asphyxiating.
3: Yeah,
0: dude, you came to the wrong right. podcast for that one. <laughs> so say as so soon was, as you fucked it up, I'm not going to say <laughs> it right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he's he's having a hard time breathing in the car, and Derek Showman takes him out of the car, and this calls. to me, this is where he fucked up, and I yeah. and I don't know yeah. if if. Uh, it, Cops are supposed to have EMT training at all but you know he takes them out and he lays them down they
3: have some right? emergency medical training but not okay. to the extent of an EMT
2: okay and to me that 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 part seemed negligent and he should he should have noticed that he was on drugs because in a testimony it was said like hey they saw like him put like a, a, a pill which turned out to be like a uh, Speed sort and of meth- uh, methamphetamine what the fuck is like it's a speedball
0: combo meth and fentanyl yeah. I've been in the drug game for a long time. I don't know what the fuck a speedball is. I think it used to be colloquially a it was like heroin and cocaine mm, something like that. There we go. Speedball. So. I know what a eight ball is. A also speedball a
3: powerball. It's
0: a combination of heroin and cocaine, each of which can be lethal on its own. Speedballs can be snorted, but they are often injected in to enhance the quote unquote rush. By inducing it du- directly into the bloodstream,
3: and it's assumed, I believe, right, because of the amount of fentanyl in his system, that the speedball that he attempted to consume
0: had immense amounts of fentanyl in it.
3: Yeah. Yep. Because if he had that much, three in the times system, the lethal
0: amount in his system prior
2: to the police getting there, he probably would have been dead when they got there. Yeah. Probably. And see, for for me, if, again, if I'm a, if I'm the juror, that to me that seems like a chicken. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was that yeah. the cause, or was the the knee on the neck or was it the, the exhaust thing from, from the car. So oh, yeah. Yeah. The media jumped so, on that real quick.
0: They were like, that doesn't
2: exist. Yeah. yeah that was interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, over so, and done with within 24 hours.
2: It's just like, that's, that's kind of wild. So in, in the, in that respect, like first degree murder, I, I, I wouldn't say convict. I would be like, no word. Uh-huh. So, um,
3: And I think that we agree with you on that, you know. Colin and I have disagreed to a very slight degree on it. Um, And it's really just on what I think, right, and I don't, again, you know, but I don't want to misrepresent you. But I think the only thing we really disagree on is what was a more prominent factor, the drugs or the knee on the neck, you know. Um, I think that's the only thing that we... I mean, it's even kind of just yeah,
2: you know, kind of, and my tilt is only that you can't prove it if it's not definitive. They can't convict him.
3: Certainly, and I and I'm not saying that to defend the murder charge because I don't feel that he was guilty of murder. And I said that before the trial even started. I said if you're uh-huh. if you're going to charge uh-huh. him with murder, at the time I said you're not going to get it because there's no way to prove it, especially once the body cam footage came out from Derek Chauvin, so there's no way you're getting murdered because you cannot prove his intent there. You you can't prove there's a malicious intent there.
0: Um, You had the the prosecuting witness that came out and said, like, I would have used more force. Yes. Like, you would have been very justified in using even more lethal force right from the get-go. Yeah. So, I agree with you there. And like I said, I
3: think the only thing we disagree on is that I don't know, like, you can't even really say that we disagree, you know. It's just that I personally feel that he was unlikely to die if he were to be left to his own devices. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Less likely to die if he were to be left to his own devices Uh, i can see that and that's to me what puts me over the board for involuntary manslaughter that i think that it's your action of the way that he was restrained that put him over the edge that killed him you know what i'm saying and that's where i'm sold on involuntary manslaughter but not murder because i don't think that derek chauvin entered this situation this interaction with the intent to murder george floyd Mm -hmm. you
2: know what i'm saying yeah okay So um, uh, now now I want to jump to uh, another aspect of this that I I don't think people don't quite understand is, and I I don't think I sent you the link to this, Colin, but on USA Today, uh, they mentioned that this was a practice that was okayed by the state of Minneapolis. Why aren't we talking about that?
3: Well, and Crowder hit on that repeatedly. I don't know. Do you ever watch Steven Crowder, Zeke? Yeah. So Crowder hit on that repeatedly, right? They were pulling up images from the actual training manual of the Minneapolis Police Department that was showing that that is a strategy that is is displayed in training. Yeah. And so for the chief of police to be testifying, I believe it was the chief of police, that that wasn't an approved restraint technique was not only a lie, but also potentially led to this guilty verdict of Derek Chauvin.
2: It just it just proves that they that they're using him as a, as a scapegoat. Like this, like the people got mad. Uh, okay, they can be mad at the police, but the people they needed to be mad at was the city and the state, and they're laughing their asses off as they are getting away with this shit time and time again. Yes, and people uh, are just they're they're like, okay, we want this small victory. You want us, you so you basically want a a small victory of a, of a con- conviction of a police officer, but you don't want the actual system reform that you are looking for
0: and I think you bring up a very very important point here right because I one of the things that has gone very much not talked about the state already admitted guilt when they paid out in the civil case to the George Ford family before the trial right the state already admitted guilt the The, Derek Chauvin was acting settlement
2: or was it a settlement or was it a it was a settlement uh, because nah, of course that's they're not, not the gonna,
3: of guilt, yeah, but it was a settlement in the civil suit, right,
0: yes, in the civil suit, yeah, and and that Fuck had that. nothing to do with the derek- the actual Derek chauvin trial,
2: so it's still it still sways it still it
0: definitely sways, yeah, because the state already admitted it you know tacitly admitted guilt by settling, i mean, if we're going to say Donald Trump was guilty for. Paying out all these women and shit during his time, and, and then, you you know, the media's going to frame him as guilty as hell because that's because he paid him out in settlements. He didn't lose the court case, but he paid him out, and they're going to call him guilty. I think we all understand that when a company or an individual settles a suit out of court, they're, in, they're saying, like, all right, I'm done with this, I don't want to take this because, for one, I'm not going to win— or I don't have enough money to prove that I'm innocent here. The Catholic that's what Church
3: I... would be a good example of that, right? The, the what? The Catholic Church would be oh, a good yeah. example the, all of all the cases that they <laughs> yes. settled, oh, yeah, settled. Yeah, they settled out of court. Not only is there people who are still alive testifying openly that that is the case, mm-hmm. but even if they didn't, right, if no one could talk about it, the fact that they have settled this many cases with this many people out of court for X amount of dollars yes, certainly seems to indicate
0: that you fucked up, you know? Yes, and... In that vein, so we have the state in their part, and they're before the trial happened, right? And when the trial goes on, the police officer, whose name is Derek Chauvin, is not on trial anymore. Derek Chauvin, the the individual, is on trial, and so if he was acting in a law enforcement capacity when he performed these things, and I think we've all talked about, I think like Zeke, I'm kind of on your page when when. When Chauvin pulled him out of the car, instead of just driving him to the station at that point, he condemned him to death, essentially. That was a really bad call in my point. You know, he's already in the squad car, take him, go. Or keep him in there until EMS shows up, I don't know. But pulling him out, that put Chauvin liable at this point, because that was a a really bad move. I would have definitely decided on manslaughter at that point, because I think that was bad practice. But what we witnessed during the trial and what we saw the verdict come out, I, I I couldn't help but feel like there was a grave injustice that had just been handed down. Everything that happened really? during the trial, you know, I, I wasn't watching it totally, obviously, because I was working 60 hours a week. And so I would just catch what I could catch. And that, but, like, I feel like I got a good handle on the evidence that was presented and it just the the verdict didn't make sense to me. It it really didn't at the end of the day, like murder 3, murder 2 and manslaughter. Yeah. That regardless of whether I think he's a huge piece of shit and due to his ineptitude in carrying out his responsibilities or whatever it was, like he caused the the death of George Floyd. I don't think he murdered him. Right. Right. I I really don't think that. It, it, my stance on that might've changed over the time because I've had a lot of time to process post obviously, but I just, I can't shake that feeling
2: that there was an injustice I mean, for for me. I, I'm sorry, Colin. No, go ahead. All right. So for me, the, the two great injustices that occurred was the one that pops out first is Maxine waters coming in.
0: Oh God.
6: You know, what the fuck the are you worst. doing
2: the worst 100 percent. the worst like she, she had she it's not even her state she had no business being there and calling for what she called for I, i'm not gonna get dinged for what she did and did not say yeah I mean but she should not have a been...
0: private you know she can be there as a private concerned citizen doing what she does but she needs to be held accountable for what she said there
2: you know, and and yeah, yeah, And the other injustice was that the fact that it was in the same city where I, oh, I, I know I read I read this and I heard this from from some people that these jurors were likely going to be doxed yep. if they if they opted to uh, say he wasn't guilty, because in my book, I would have been like at least one of those things he would have been guilty of. But what what these people were looking for, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But um it should not have been held in, in in Minneapolis. It should have been somewhere else. Yeah. You probably should have got a, a brand new jury and you know, just started that way. But that was that was the other injustice uh should
3: have held that. My in state. I mean
2: there, there there's there should have been and honestly there should have been a mistrial on numerous on numerous occasions. Oh, but that's... The, the judge it was.
0: I, I don't remember what day it was in the trial, but like, he specifically told the prosecutor that your witness better not go here because the defense had no time to prepare for that point of evidence. Blah blah blah. And, you know, court rules and whatnot. He said, if if that happens, I will declare a mistrial. And then it fucking happened. And then mistrial. it just was like, oh, sidebar. Point, uh, point blank come no, on, man.
2: Full stop. Mistrial.
0: Yeah. It's like I just. As guilty as I feel the dude was, I still think it was a bastardization of justice. Yeah. And that affects everybody. You know, the fact that he was found guilty because he could not prove his innocence. That is not the way this is supposed to work. Do I I think he should still be in jail? Word. I think he did commit manslaughter 100,000%. I I just don't... And I, I would be concerned, I think you guys are
3: as well, about the precedent that this will set legally right the lowering of the bar for murder that can now be written about across the country in all different states and everything like that and those writings from different judges can then be used to help set precedent in those states you know yep. that's very concerning like you said this this affects everybody yeah you that's know?
2: that's why i think i'm so it, it, it showed america that you can Strong arm a a conviction if you threaten rioting. That's not supposed to be
1: a oh, thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's not it's not supposed to be that way. There's the reason the lady of justice is blind, and that's uh, all we did in this trial was take her blinders off, take that blindfold off, let her see the chaos in front of her, and then have the possibly I'm not going to say the jury was swayed or not, but like possibly open up the jury to being swayed through threat of violence. These people had to be escorted through with armed guards into the courthouse every day because of violent rioting outside. Tell me exactly how you do not get a mistrial out of that. Yeah, much less a—I mean—an appeal. I mean, I don't—I know he filed for an appeal and this, and that, and the other thing. He's not—he's
2: not, not going to get it. They will, no, the state. This state will literally shut it down at every turn that they—that they that can. They get. You imagine? He's—he's the yeah. scapegoat.
0: Yeah. He's a scapegoat he's, he's and and the really he difficult is the sacrificial lamb he is and it's not like he doesn't deserve a portion of it yeah right that's and that's the hard that's the thing that tears at most people and then most people just end up with the on you know going to the emotional side and be like well you know whatever at least the bad guy's in jail it's like no you the next you person the that goes on trial for this that might have might be perfectly innocent is now going to have to prove their innocence because of this fucked-up president that we set in our own justice system, which has, its, has enough problems as it is. The police officer that shot the guy that fell asleep in his car in the Wendy's drive through and then that
3: guy tussled with the police officers, grabbed the taser. Yeah. That police officer is being charged with murder. He's in jail right now, waiting to go to trial for murder.
0: Yeah. How about, Zeke, you mentioned uh, the Makai Bryant situation. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know what happened to the police officer. Is he, uh, it's still been kind of quiet on that front. Okay. Uh, you're damned if you do and damned if you, if you don't, I mean, that's, that's a really, a real short take on that, but I Just don't throw know your gun at them. People... <laughs> I like, uh... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: I'm just picturing it. I'm like, bro. Yeah, yeah? It's like, especially when we saw you, when you, LeBron, you LeBron James docks the night guy. Night,
1: night. Yeah, Jesus, can you imagine I mean, that, dude?
2: Eh. Throw a gun? No, it's, they're like, well, shoot her in the leg. Fuck yeah. you, like, yeah. It's a it's a high stress situation. I want someone. I, I want someone with gun experience, or I, I want one of these critics one of these days to to show us how they would do it with like less than a fraction of a second to act and shoot extremely accurately and hit like a leg. Huh. Yeah, I can't do and, that, and, you know? No, Or you know, like not like, hit, not like it's impossible, but
3: the yep. likelihood that I don't know if you gave me 10 shots, like maybe half, mm-hmm. you know, or well, that I'm going to on a on a target this big from 7 yards uh, from an immediate drop like to shoot within 2 seconds a foot, or whatever. foot and a half wide. Like
0: I, I you know, I don't I'm not going to do that 10 out of 10. Hard no. Hard, uh, Not to mention with your adrenaline pumping and all that. It'd, exactly. it'd be hard enough to do like in a controlled environment. Run six blocks and then do it ten oh, times in a row. Yeah. No way. After shoot, after snorting some coke. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How go do harder. we simulate a dump massive down. dump of adrenaline? Um, Oh, there was a point I was going to make about that. Oh, you remember the, uh, the story that came out? I want to say it was a New York Times reporter that went and shot his first AR-15. Yes. And he wrote the article about how it gave him PTSD. Yes. But you're going to ask these people to uh, be able to, you know, like in a stressful situation with two underage girls, one of which has a chef's knife about to stab it through another room, and you want this dude to like aim down and shoot him in the leg, shoot her in the leg? You got PTSD, supposedly, by going out to a controlled environment on a range and shooting an AR-15. You have no right to discuss anything about what that police officer went through. Not to mention the fact that he saved a life. Yes. Period. Yeah, the life of do, the Dan, potential don't, victim.
1: man. Yeah.
0: Mid- don't, man. yeah. Mid- I mean, we Can't all saw the video, man. Life, Mid-thrust. I mean, that is a miracle as far as most I, people I would be concerned. I honestly thought it
2: was impressive he was able to act that quick. It's a tragedy oh. that, that she had to die. We didn't, obviously didn't want that to happen, but I was... I was impressed that he was able to act that quickly and save her life.
0: Oh yeah. When the body cam footage came out and it was as short as it was it's like 12 seconds long. Yeah. You go, Holy crap. That dude was just, I mean, he was responding and called no idea what's going to happen. And within that amount of time, boom person's dead. He had to kill
2: somebody. Yep. People want to be that. They, they want to say they're upset that the officer shot like four times. Listen, I'm impressed he was able to, you know, not unload a clip because for me I probably un- would have unloaded a clip. Yeah. Because that it goes by so fast. I don't think people understand that.
0: Yeah. And I I don't want to <clears> get this <throat> construed, like for anybody watching or listening that like we're a bunch of bootlickers who always support the cops and this and that and the other thing. I have a lot of problems with cops. I think we've talked about them a lot on the show. Like Absolutely. I am not I'm not a back to blue guy. You know, you're not going to find an American flag with a blue stripe out in front of my my house. Not at all. It, this last year has solidified that position. But Fuck for the police! God's sakes, <laughs> but for God's sakes. I'm not doing that job, man. And I'm not doing that job for a reason. I don't want that job. Anybody that does that job and can actually do it in a respectable capacity word my hat's off man do you remember Absolutely. like four months
3: before george floyd i was like i'm like 99 percent sure i want to be a cop i remember and now i'm like <laughs> you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to be a police officer for many different reasons right you couldn't pay me all the money in the world yeah but at that point i was like i'm 99 percent sure not I'm no now, more i am now 100 percent sure i don't ever want to be a cop
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> healthy but now you're lost <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Oh. Now I'm just waiting for other people to pay me to talk on the internet. Yes, so. please. <clears throat> we'll get you there. We'll get you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Man, yeah it's... Zeke. So you're right. We we are not back the boot guys. We're not bootlicker guys. And I don't...
0: I don't like that phrase, by the way. A bootlicker? Yeah. Yeah. There are certain situations, like the cops up in Canada, though, that are locking people up for not wearing masks. Like, those guys are bootlickers? What we have here is that it's a very... I'll talk about it later when we talk about COVID and other things. But what we're talking about here is very complex systems that have a lot of nuance, right? And that's... It's, it should be very important and never understated. Yeah. Every one of these situations is infinitely complicated. And to arrive at a decision as informed as we might be is a long and difficult process.
3: Yeah, and I'm not... Because of my deep personal feelings, I will not defend a police officer taking anybody's life. Nope. I will say, with the okay. status that police officers are given in America in 2021, I don't know what else you expect from a situation <laughs> like that. And of all of the possible outcomes, and I'm not even going to say that, but... I don't know what else you expect with yeah. the role that police officers are given in America. Yeah. And from a police officer's perspective, you probably made the, the best decision available. Would it be better if nobody died? Absolutely. Of course. Of course. But if you can only save one person, you save the person who's about to be stabbed, another person who's trying to stab somebody.
6: Yeah.
0: Oof. Yeah. Because there could be so much nuance in everything. If Zeke is trying to stab you. I'm gonna shoot Zeke and not you. Yeah, but Zeke is smart. He's wearing body armor, so you better unload that clip, buddy. All right, um, I'm, I'm counting on you. <laughs> the <that> whole thing. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. Um, now I didn't mean to like jump over to uh, Macaiat Bryan or anything. If you had more to say on uh, George Floyd, there, Zeke.
2: No, no. I mean that's. I mean that's that's really just it. I was just. I'm really annoyed that people are just letting the government get away with this. People preach how much they don't trust the government, but yet here they are asking for checks and shit. Like they're depending on them and wanting them to be accountable. But when it counts, they're taking the small victory, getting settlements. Like, no, fuck that. Take them to trial, force the change, force their fucking hand. That's why I like project Veritas so much. They don't take settlements.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, we're it, it we're hashing this to, out in front of a judge,
3: motherfucker. I want to amend something I said. I called Derek Chauvin a sacrificial lamb. Until something comes of that trial, like a, he's not yeah. even a sacrificial lamb because he sacrificed to nothing at this point. Unless there is some type of instrumental systemic change, then he's just another victim. Just a sure. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I would call them, but yeah, right. but a sacrificial lamb is you sacrifice it to get something,
2: you know, and that's well. He so the at state this point sacrificed you're just so they can keep their stupid bullshit alive. How about that? Just to maintain the system that they have Maintain the status quo, rioted
3: no. for an entire year to try and dismantle.
0: I oh, mean, I've been having way too many dark conversations lately. This is doesn't it's not really full of hope. I mean, i can provide some updates on um a federal police
3: bill if you want oh please let's see on the 24th during the white house briefing jen sac got asked about the police reform bill and she said they're still in support of the effort of tim scott and cory booker so at least score there Um, when she was asked about the increase in shootings in 2020 i said do we have a crime problem she said i'd say we have a gun problem
2: Fuck you!
0: I, I hate Transac
3: so <laughs> that much. That was her response.
0: Was I think I'd say that we have a gun problem, um, with, with because every time she does these, like you got to watch these things to truly understand the depth of depravity of this woman. The scowls yeah. she gives when she when she throw those barbs out there at the reporters. It's like you are lower than dirt to me. You are you are disgusting. You are terrible, and you are a bad person for asking me that totally legitimate question. She was then asked about not meeting the deadlines
3: like we talked about earlier, um, specifically about the American Jobs Plan and infrastructure packages, you know, things like that. She said the timeline on the American Jobs Plan is, quote-unquote, is our own. And that Biden elevated the George Floyd bill at the State of the Union address. And so, you know, he's doing his part, but we still have to wait for Congress to present a bill so that he can sign it.
0: Question. Question. Yes.
3: Did she actually say State of the Union address? No. Oh, no. I was going to say I, I that'd wrote be the State first time they did it. She said joint address to Congress. Um, I wrote State of the Union
0: because because that's we all that's know what, that, it was. what it was. But to date, officially, there has been no State of the Union address no. since Joe Biden took office. No.
1: She was asked
3: on the twenty fifth um, about compromising on qualified immunity because Tim Scott has said pretty repeatedly like we're not doing that the republicans are not in favor of that Mm -hmm. and she said quote we're leaving space for the negotiators to have these discussions so the thing that troubles me about this is that they're continually positioning biden as the leader on all these discussions these things are being led by him but now you are unwilling to signal even in the slightest of things that you are willing to compromise on things that are um Non-starters for you, other than, like, the the tax uh, under $400,000. That's the only thing that I've heard that, like, this is a non-starter. That's it. No other signaling anyway. When they're asked about a reporter, it's just like, I don't know, we're just going to let them do whatever. You know, <laughs> we don't know. Which doesn't feel like it should be an acceptable response to these questions.
0: I mean, it, I'll say on a purely constitutional and foundational basis, that's a good thing. Right. The executive proposes, yes. it, proposes yeah. a plan and then walks away It's so the Congress, you guys figure it out. This is what I want. Mind you, Congress would probably tell them to, like, hit the brakes. We don't care what you want to say. We are the representatives, the people, not you, get lost. But yeah. I'm a little, little bit more realistic than that. Um, Zeke, where are you at on qualified immunity?
2: Mm, for what, police?
3: Yeah. That's a big question.
2: It is mm well, we got time. That... fuck this this it makes me want to go to a different topic, but um <laughs> I would say no i I would say no, fuck that it shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing right that we're not
0: blue, we're not back to blue here i i know I, <laughs> we're I know, new I'm, on. Just saying,
2: I'm just saying it should, yeah. it shouldn't be a thing
3: well, and we've talked <laughs> about that in previous episodes, maybe yeah. just last week um Personally, I don't feel that police should be held to a lower standard of discharging their firearm than I am. I believe the standard should be consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, Qualified immunity removes that, which I think is deeply troubling. If you're going to make the choice, regardless of your occupation, if you're going to make the choice to take somebody's life by deploying your firearm or discharging your firearm, you need to be held accountable for those decisions. You made that choice. No one made you do it if you're following all of the rules of firearms handling safe firearms handling you knew exactly what was going to happen it couldn't have happened without you choosing to do it you need to be held accountable for that uh-huh. and we can have an entire trial on whether or not it was a legitimate shooting on whether it was self-defense whether you needed to you shouldn't have you should have whatever but at that time if you take somebody's life it's go time you're you're held accountable now let's uh-huh. start
0: the, the process is going now yeah, because for me, the the problem with qualified immunity comes at a lower level. If you're getting hemmed up by the cops because you got caught stealing or, I don't know, you're committing some form of a, a crime and you decide to fight back against the cops and they throw you to the ground and it's, all, it's in a bad situation, you end up breaking your leg or something like that. Like, I don't think that cops should be liable to be sued in civil court for your damages for breaking your leg while you were resisting arrest you remove you totally remove qualified immu- immunity then it, that opens up the door to that kind of stuff and I'm like I'm not down with that yeah but when it comes to like the state judge jury executioner pulling the trigger and ending a life that's definitely something I'm like we should we should have a trial we should do the whole thing I, don't know. I just I for me
1: so
2: I break somebody's I, leg the way the way
3: I, I see it him is I might end up for
2: it right
3: you know what well, saying? qualified
2: immunity for for murder, no go. I mean, yeah, that's why you have that's in my eyes. That's why you have your, your, uh, your camera that that chest camera, oh, GoPro yep. camera things. If it's not on, that's on you, buddy. And if you can't find it, you're shit out of luck. Sorry. Yep. My, my taxpayer money is paid for. It. If you didn't charge it, sorry. That you're, that's negligent on your part.
3: If the military can jump from planes with cell phones attached to their to the Molly on their chest and it doesn't fall off. I think that you can get in a scuffle with your body cam on and we can expect for you
0: to retain it. Right. (laughs) Right.
3: We have the technology. We we
0: talked (laughs) about that cop at some point in the recent past. I think it was in San Jose or maybe somewhere in California. That guy that just pulled the lady over for having her phone out and she went on this racist diatribe and all this. Like the dude was wearing a body camera that he personally bought and was wearing just for that kind of protection. If you're a cop, bro, that might be an occupational hazard You're that you should invest grace in
2: for all you know. Yeah.
0: Like I don't care if it's not provided by the department. Just get your own, bro. Yeah, people CYA. are crazy.
2: Yep, I have a dash cam. Boom. Just cuz I don't want the police like switching my words around or, or twisting my words. I'll, I can go to the judge and be like this is exactly what happened and this is exactly what I said. Good call. And 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 it cannot be twisted in any other way. Yeah, I just hope I don't get shot. When shout, I shout, out, shout out Durant Killer, my fucking lawyer that I have on. Was it Not arm retainer. There we go. I have my retainer. He's just like, yeah, pro tip. Have that. I'm like, cool.
0: Word. List is your lawyer, bro.
3: Once I started Say carrying, what? bro, I'm scared to get shot when I get pulled
0: over. People get
3: jumped, understandably, to a certain extent, jumping when they know that you have a firearm, and you, now you're going to move, you're going to do things in your vehicle. Fuckers get shot like that all the time. That's very true. Statistically, as a white male in America carrying a firearm, I am one of the more likely people to be shot by the police. That's
0: very statistically true. Statistically. 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 Say it, Zeke.
3: Statistically.
0: Statistically. (laughs) (laughs) After a while, it just sounds like testicles, but you know
2: yeah
3: Yeah. well now like i said last time i go pulled over they know like they know but when they come up to your car that Mm -hmm. you like
0: have a gun so it's an
3: immediate like i don't know it's on your record bro well they they, got it they can construct their own narrative about it
0: you know it's a it's a dangerous thing i know all right amazon.com order a gas dash cam today
2: yeah mine cost me like 25 bucks oh fuck bro how can you know i mean the 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 uh the memory the memory thing for it was more than the actual dash cam itself oh that's yeah funny. so extremely affordable
0: well shit I do not yeah have dash cam I, i'm gonna have to get one now too just, sure mm-hmm. that's a what good say, call just have it, a gun. I just... can i just say like it isn't it kind of sad that like we've reached a point in society where like we all feel like we should probably have dash cams you know in
3: russia people have dash cams all over the place because insurance fraud is like so common people fucking you over and from my time in it's Russia, I can totally believe that. Yeah, that's from my understanding why they're so common there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. okay, okay. Is there anything else anybody has to say about George Floyd?
2: Um. No, but while we're or on the of topic those, of you know, police, it's, it's a little off topic. You might as we, we go just a little off? Let's hear it. All right, let me ask you a quick question. Do you guys think that the police should... Be able to unionize. Huh. <laughs> Hard no. Donovan?
0: He's thinking. I'm thinking.
2: Okay, since you're taking so long, let, let me let me phrase it this way. Do you think the military should be able to unionize?
3: I don't see a reason that police officers
0: should need to unionize. Um, if yeah, why? What's what's the argument for unionization for police? If you work
2: for a federal agency, you shouldn't have the right to fucking unionize, and that goes for. And and this is gonna piss off some people at the shipyard, but any federal workers, teachers, cops, like if I like I'm in the military, I can't unionize against the government. I can't say, "Hey, I don't want to go to war." Fuck that. You guys be like, "No, fuck you are." I'm paying for you to like defend our country. You can't do that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Same goes for, for police officers. Like I don't think they should have the right to unionize and, or any, any, anyone that works under the government. No. Cause that's coming out. That's if they have that ability to, to ask for more wages, that's coming out of your taxpayer dollars as well.
3: Right. And it, it almost not to interrupt you, but it feel like to that effect, it pits, personal interest against like public interest you know that's like well do you want us to take care of the public then you need to be giving us more money you know which
0: does feels not like what the police should be doing (laughs) we we talked a lot about this in a roundabout way in the show i think it was two shows back when we talked about unions you know especially because the teachers unions were in the Kind of in the conversation at that point. Right. And it's important to remember, these things have a name. These aren't just union unions. These aren't the Teamsters, whatever the hell. This isn't the, the police officers of whatever the hell. These are public sector unions. Right. The only people that should be deciding how much that you get paid is the voters of the community that you serve. This is why every time, we, you know, you get a a local ballot or something like that, there's always like, oh, hey, do you want to approve uh, an increase in funding for the fire department and EMS? Yeah. And then everybody's like, yeah, man, I love fucking firefighters. Let's do it. It's the same reason why, like, the teacher's raises are there. Public sector unions are a way for private citizens to co-opt and coerce the dollars that are doled out from the taxpayer's purse. They should 100% not exist. Hmm. You already work for a controlling entity, I mean you work for the government. no police officer out there does not work for the government right. There is no unionizing against the government. you're unionizing against the taxpayers or the communities that you are sworn to serve. public school they teachers go. in a non negative context
3: effectively have a monopoly on education in America, yeah, and I'd like that's it's not a negative yep. thing because we have accepted that public yeah. education
0: is the way because private America, education but... does still exist in a right. very small right. amount but Yeah. That's very interesting. That's very, very interesting. Down with public sector unions, bro. (laughs) Down with public sector unions. (laughs) I am. I mean, you know me and my unions, but, God, when you're talking about public sector unions, that's like insult to injury to me. Yeah, that's very interesting. Not into it. And especially because everybody bitches about, like, and I'm not going to say unjustly about teachers being underpaid. They're vastly underpaid these, in a lot of capacities, get paid
2: depending more, on where you're But at. Uh, you know what? I don't think you should have the right to unionize.
3: Yeah. To... That is very interesting. I never really... Unions are a new thing kind of to roll around in my mind, you know, in the mm-hmm. last maybe two years. Okay. is when I started to even consider a union. Prior to that, I was just like, if you're in a union, it's because you need a union. And... You know, I never really considered the political ramifications of unions, influences, things like lots that. Lots of money, lots of power. As specifically a public sector union like you're talking about That You are collectively bargaining against the citizens of America.
0: Yeah. Which is a very factor. weird. Without asking them for their opinion. Strange. Hmm. Very strange like i don 't necessarily disagree with the concept of unionizing to for other protections or something like that, but
3: oh no, absolutely no they, they yeah. were created for a reason, and I have hundred percent I, I will hold firm the mattress to that. Factory. I will hold firm to that until the day that I die. There yep. are places and occupations that borderline require unions because those people will be taken advantage of by the industry if they do not have some way to collectively represent themselves. Mm-hmm. Um and we saw that Amazon vote go
0: forth oop, and then fail.
3: Right. But I don't think that Yeah,
0: that's it. It gets it gets weird, man. It gets weird. Public sector unions are very mm. It's a, it's a very it's a very interesting topic to wade into. I love your thinking face, by the way. I gotta give you a close up of your thinking face. You play with your mustache <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> You're like, hmm. You're looking off. You got the thousand yard stare out there. I gotta. I have to
3: consciously think about my thinking face because I really don't like the way that it looks. Oh, so fuck to, that! It know... is classy, bro.
0: You look sophisticated. You are the Michelangelo. <laughs> That's it. <what laughs> <I appreciate> that. <laughs> so
3: let's talk real quick about theirs because that was their the other. Ears requested
0: topic is from dude's donuts um, yes this is from Dude i wanted donuts. to give so before we dive right into it yes i wanted to give dude's donuts a little uh, free promo there shout out to dude's donuts dude's donuts zeke is a gluten-free
3: and vegan donut place owned by a husband and wife duo that how do you order you might ask consin- click on the consistently button. send us topic requests
0: I'm a huge fan of. The, I gotta get out there. Multiple locations. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh my God, there's one on Finn Hill. Words. The so so these
3: are pickup locations, mm-hmm. and so they make them and drop them off. But they also have like a kitchen
0: that they actually work out of in Port Orchard Port somewhere Orchard. on the weekends. So um, from Tacoma to Port Orchard to Bremerton to Silverdale to Bainbridge Island to Paulsbow, you can get your dudes donuts. I am so excited about this. Yes. Oh, man. i got to give me some donuts. I'm hungry now. They're very cool people.
3: I've, I Okay, so I've only met the husband. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a very interesting guy. I've had a lot of passing conversations with him. He worked or works at the rec store. I don't know whether or not he still does. But that's how I met him. And I used to chop it up with him all the time, just about politics and things in general. And then the donuts thing started happening. I ordered donuts from them a couple of times. Because they do like... Holiday things like Valentine things. I ordered oh, yeah, a, a dough K. It was a, a bow cave donuts. You know, what oh, I'm like shit like that.
0: My yeah. God. Fuck edible arrangements, man. Get your dough K from Dude's Donuts. Yeah, it was very cool. So they do all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah, shout out Dude's Donuts.
3: I forgot to even set a timer. So we haven't been pimping ourselves at all. <laughs> well, pimp it, that's baby. Show. Um, that's how good of a time that we've been having. <laughs> if you've been listening to us on a podcast first of all i want to thank you but also want to implore you to leave us a rating and a review share this with your friends so they can find us if you are watching this on youtube again leave us a comment like this share this with your friends if you podcast i fucked myself all up by not having the timer and everything going um if you screenshot the review you send it to us I will send you a free signed T-shirt to wherever you're at. I sent a T-shirt a couple weeks ago. It was awesome to guy who's never listened to the show before. That was really funny.
0: Down to Cali. Yes.
3: Yeah. Obviously, YouTube Salt of the Streets, Instagram at Salt of the Streets, Facebook, fuck Facebook at Salt of the Streets. We have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on, ins- on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird you on both of those things. You can find all of this information on our website at SaltOfTheStreets.com. If you need a haircut in the Kitsap County area, go to swellblended.com and send, sign up for an appointment. If you need a skateboard, go to Location Skate Shop, and obviously donuts, dudes, donuts. I think that
0: is it, Zeke. Yeah, I know you're not a uh, social media guy, but do you have any desire to pimp any social media that you have? Feel free.
3: Do you want to dox yourself and give out your address?
0: Nah, fuck that. I'm good. <laughs> Hard pass. I exist in the ether. I am the Zeke. By the way, Zeke, I've been chopping up with your brother. Seems like a cool oh, dude. Yeah. I know he's your older brother, so you can't approve that statement, but that's okay.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm. I'm really trying to get him in onto the podcast. I mean, he's trying to. Get me and my older brother to, to do a podcast. I'm like, you know, we should really just support these guys because they pretty much talk about the stuff we talk about. So let's just, you know. Okay. God damn it, I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, you, you, dude. I couldn't believe. Uh, I'm just going to gush for a minute, right? Last episode, it was our. I think it was our longest episode to date. Yeah, the it was podcast right, alone man. was over four hours, right? And I, I know we did an hour plus pre-show too on top of that. Zeke was there for every. Second, <laughs> of the entire thing, yeah, bro, you are too good. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna convince it's your brother too good Ivan not to, to listen
2: to. I don't understand why people don't like.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: understand either, baby. And that's why we need everybody that's listening or watching to share, 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 share. share. That is the key. That's the that's basically the only way to get out of the hole. You got to share. You got to get other people onto this thing. Viewership alone will help comments likes all the good stuff ratings on the podcast i mean the amount that it it pushes through the algorithm is i mean you can't understate it so i mean it's i don't feel like it's too much to ask i know i have a problem and with it it, sometimes, really isn't, too. And
2: it just takes to get to the right set of people and then you're off well, to the races yeah exactly well it, it's just it's just like i, I can re- i really admire your guys's patience with this but i i really hope that it reaches the right people
0: The problem is, is that we really like doing it. Keep hustling, man. (laughs) Yeah, baby. And I'm going to convince your brother Ivan that he's going to need to uh, start a podcast. And you guys are going to have to. We're going to be part of the network, bro. We're going to. We're going to have to have all these different shows to to support everybody and to get everybody going. It's going to be a great time.
2: I I feel like you guys do a lot more research than he or I would ever care to do about something that we like. Just like read on the news, like something we care about a lot and that we'll, you know, go into for as long as we live is probably investments, sports culture, shit like that. Oh, yeah. You guys will go and dive into like anything and everything and educate yourselves, And that's why I'm like, OK, I can learn a thing or two from you guys. This is something that people should really like, uh, you know, listen to
0: because like, there's as a school girl.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you guys—you guys kind of got me off of that. Uh, I, like, like I said, I'm still—I'm still a Democrat at heart. It's just I feel like I was definitely more on the hard-leaning left side, and you guys kind of got me open to uh, accepting more ideas, I guess, and just being like, okay. I can see this. Okay, now this makes sense. Oh, what the fuck was I thinking when I was a kid? Holy shit, I was retarded. You know, shit like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, we yeah. all were. <laughs> all right, so
0: I'm really bad with praise, so we're just going to move on hard on this one. Yeah. We're going to jump into the VARS conversation. And I found the legitimate acronym. There we go. From VAERS.hhs.gov, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. VERS. I have a slight premonition. This has to do with that, uh, that, that fund that exists in the government to pay for people that die from things like flu shots and things every year. Okay. I so a, I have a slight feeling. Let me explain. Lay it out, baby.
3: I had never heard of this before. This is one of the reasons I'm always so impressed with Dude's Donuts because they stay asking me shit that I've never heard of before. That's, like, that's what we need to talk too. about this. And I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> let so, me dive in. Yes. Um, So, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, right? What this is, is a public database through the CDC, right? So,
0: it is a legitimate federal resource. Through HHS, which is the Human and Health Services, I believe. It's through CDC. Through CDC. Because you can get here
3: through the CDC website. This is like how the CDC tracks these statistics, right? Interesting. But, and I'm... Yeah, I'm just going to go. So this is a public database that anybody can enter information into. So you or I could go in there and input information into it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's supposedly the big concern with it. Or not supposedly, but apparently the big concern with it. The vast majority of the articles that you're going to read on this are going to be talking about Tucker Carlson and a certain article that was written saying that if you go to this database and you look up COVID vaccine and deaths, there's like 5,000 some results, right? Indicating if you look at it on its face without opening them or doing research that 5,000 people have died from the, from the coronavirus vaccine. That is not what it says, right? But that also doesn't mean that nobody has died from the coronavirus vaccine because anybody uh-huh. can put this information in here because the... Idea, in my opinion, that 5,000 people are independently going on there to put in that somebody they know died from the coronavirus vaccine, and when they didn't, is very unlikely. You know,
0: to falsify that record, 5,000 people is very unlikely. Yeah, you'd need some kind of, like, you'd need a Joe Rogan figure to, like, push his audience to go do something like that to see any noticeable change.
3: 5,000 people isn't
0: that many people,
3: but it's a lot... To all have the same independent idea to try and skew this, the statistics on something. So right?
0: let's let's roughly break down a percentage here. How many vaccinations? What was it like the last vaccination number you heard? It was like 1.8 million.
3: Oh, I have no idea. At some
0: point. Okay, let's just plug in roughly half the population, 1.8 million. How many zeros do I need? I need a lot of zeros. Think like one more zero. Boom. That's eighteen million. Yes. That's one point eight million. God damn it, I did it Bro, right that's 18 million. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can count here. One, two, three, four, five. One point eight, okay, one point eight million divided by five thousand deaths. Three hundred sixty. Three hundred what I'm not gonna do math on the I'm not yeah, do what math are you on doing? the podcast right now. That's a small percentage. Yes. Out of a a ton Of vaccinations. And I'm not...
3: I can neither confirm nor deny whether or not this number is true. I can say with a certain amount of certainty that certainly at least some of these things are legitimate. I don't think that all of them are. And it does not show a causal relationship between the two. But it certainly does not indicate that this is illegitimate because it's a publicly held, a publicly held database. Mm-hmm. So the concern that I have with this, right, is the very first article that I read from the Oregonian was Oregon has been on fire lately. And this same ideology or same idea was kind of shared throughout the other articles that I read, you know, is that, and I messaged you about this because I found it so interesting. They said, just because, Somebody got the coronavirus vaccine and then they died doesn't mean they died from the coronavirus vaccine. And I said, wait a minute. When the pandemic started and somebody died, got coronavirus and then died. It was blasphemy to say that they died of anything other than the coronavirus. (laughs) Yes. So why is that same ideology, the same exact logic blasphemy to apply
0: here when it was so acceptable then? Shorter answer is because the government's never wrong.
3: But that's that's (laughs) my biggest red flag on it. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Yes. Is that we effectively, will you look up for me how many people died of the flu last year? Because I've been throwing out random (laughs) numbers all week because I don't know. But I know that we, essentially, no one died from the flu last year.
0: Oh, did I just see that random number? Okay, so so from t- October 1st, 2019 to April 4th, 2020, which was just the beginning. that was like That's a bad time frame. We need to like reset the time frame to like when corona kicked off. Yeah, and But there was like 39,000 to, to 62,000
3: is a little bit too big of a gap for me. The number traditionally is 60,000. Oh, yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> this is I don't understand this because it's it's a tactic. You throw as much data as possible out there so that it confuses people. The CDS makes that October first. Oh, There's 39 million to 56 million flu illnesses, 18 million to 26 million flu medical. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, medical visits. Okay, 24,000 to 64,000 flu deaths October 1, 2019 to April 4, 2020, which was not... Was that domestic or globally? That's domestic. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, that's more or less around a normal year, but that's not the... Really, we'd be looking for the twenty April 4, 2020 to October 1, 2021 or something right. like that. Right,
3: especially because when I was listening to... Michaela Peterson podcast, they were talking about the extremely low amount of flu deaths that that were recorded last year, and positing whether or not that was correlated to the amount of COVID deaths, and how many people who had COVID may have actually potentially died from the flu. So,
0: the flu view... My point
3: really about this
0: part cdc website is
3: the lack of consistency in the application of the logic right oh there it is
0: there's the masses dive off right there that's
3: what i'm talking about
0: so i don't have the hard number but we're looking at the graph from september 27th 2020 to january 2 2021 and that last year is uh a third so that's what i'm talking
3: about how does this make any sense
0: well, Donna it's because everybody's been right. wearing masks and staying and I at home.
3: Said, I said in the beginning, in the beginning of the pandemic, I a thousand percent understand because no one knows anything about coronavirus at this point. Just chalk everything up to coronavirus. And then at the end, we'll parse through and figure out who really died from COVID. But that's not what's happening. It's just all staying that way. Yeah. And to see those numbers, that doesn't make any sense. For, for what reason... Are 40,000 people less going to die of the flu the following year? Like, I don't. Mm -hmm. Because you could. It's all. I'm not a doctor. So I have to say that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. But.
0: It gets complicated. Because these are complex systems. We as human beings are complex systems. You might have the flu. And then pick up COVID on the inside. And then. The COVID is what pushes you over the edge and kills you. It, Which is not a justification.
3: No, but, but that's certainly the gray area of classification of death that we've been talking about this yeah. whole time, right? Of whether or not that should be counted as a COVID death. If you have diabetes, you're not going to die from it immediately, and then you get COVID, and then you die. Did you die of COVID? I don't know, and I'm not positing one way or the no. other, but that's how it's been counted this
0: whole time. So if you have a comorbidity that is going to push you over the edge to the point of death when you catch COVID, is it COVID that killed you or was it your underlying symptoms and your underlying disease that killed you? And at what point do we start to flesh these
3: out and parse them into the true categories instead of just keeping it all in the COVID category? And if we're not going to do the same thing with the vaccine potentially, then why are we doing it this way here? That doesn't make any sense. Especially since it's still, the vaccine is still an
0: aspect of the coronavirus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Much like many governmental systems, this one makes just about as much sense as most of them. Right. So I'm not, I I don't know how, I
3: don't know, I feel like every time Dudes Donuts sends us a topic, I'm like, I can neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) But... With this one, I, like I said before, I, I don't think that all of them are legitimate, but I think more than less probably are. And I think that there are probably more adverse effects from the coronavirus vaccine that are not recorded partially because they're not correlated correctly for one reason or another. Oh, I
0: the fact that I can't punch in numbers while we're recording. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be a thing. Um, well, there's some verification to even be able to get access to the data. Trying to capitalize it. Let's just make sure. I want to get in and see. Oh, this thing's going to piss me off. All right, we're not going to play this game. But yeah, if you go to the VARES website, which is V A E R S dot H H S dot gov. There's a whole system there. You can get access to the data. You can even report adverse adverse events from the vaccinations, and so it's right there for anybody to submit, which on its face seems like a good thing. Yes, right. And, but the narrative now is that this system is causing people to fear the vaccine. It's going to cause more vaccine hesitation because, because all those crazy, you know, right wing nut 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 jobs are the going to anti-vaxers. get on there and overload. Yeah, all the anti-vaxxers are going to get on there and overload the system with a bunch of nonsense. Which and just doesn't seem likely. It really doesn't. It takes too much effort. It takes way too much effort to go and, especially if they're
3: delegitimizing the system itself. You know, like. Yeah the more it gets talked about the less the less and less sway it's going to have for you to go on there and falsify that
0: record <laughs> so. so you type in vax into google and you pull up the news tab the first thing that comes up is from science magazine anti-vaccine activists use a government database to si- on side effects to scare the public does that sound like the current narrative Uh,
3: I know that when Tucker Carlson talked about it, that's what they said is that he's just trying to scare people.
0: Mm -hmm. He's trying to, you know, get people to not get the vaccine. Um, this is probably a really good point to more or less segue into the lab league theory, because I think there's some really direct correlations that might be, might be happening here. Yeah. That happened to the lab league theory. Uh, but before we do shift into that, um, Zeke, have you heard about this veer system
2: uh this is actually the first time I've heard of the uh veer's system i I thought you were talking about the uh the vaccine hesitancy thing that was brought up on a uh, project Veritas but that's uh it appears to be something entirely different so I was just sitting there listening intently <laughs>
1: learning <laughs> like okay, learning this, this knowledge is news to me.
0: So actually before we do that what what are you hearing on this
2: vaccine hesitancy thing
0: from Project Veritas I don't know if I've seen I haven't I've missed a lot of the recent drops from Project Veritas
2: Okay so uh to give a very short version of it uh some insiders were from Facebook came out to James O'Keefe and he was uh interviewing these guys and they were basically verifying like oh hey yeah like we were told from the up high ups that we were putting in this new algorithm, uh, that's you know ban people based on their uh, if they're if they're pushing out anti-vax stuff or if they're like um like think think of the most common thing someone would say to to cause hesitation to get a vaccine to get a vaccine oh we've been there. They, Yeah. And they would get banned that then they're, they're, they, they said they're in the test phases. So about 2% of Facebook globally is using that part of the algorithm. And, um, yeah, the reason why they were coming out was just like, no, people need to have access to this information and we can't dictate the conversation of this shit. Like, I guess this was their breaking point for some reason. And, um,
0: yeah as, yeah, as thankful as you could be that they finally found a line. Wish you would have found it earlier, but yeah,
1: yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, one of our, one of your stories that you were talking about one of them, you mentioned vaccine, mm-hmm. and you got a nice little fact check there on the Instagram story that didn't allow us to share it, and we got caught up in that thing because Facebook is Instagram, Instagram is Facebook. Fuck um, them, they're terrible. Fuck Facebook, fuck Facebook, man, straight up. So I think in that go ahead. No no,
2: I was just saying pre- preacher donovan fuck facebook. Preach.
0: <laughs> so in that vein, it has now become publicly accepted that we could talk about the lablie theory. Yes. Thank Much God. like what is happening now with this ver system, which seems to be when you look at the stories that come out when you just type it into Google. I mean this You have a lot of commentary here telling you that, like, people are overloading the system with VARS with adverse effects of vaccines. I would argue that the likelihood of that, like we just discussed, is probably very small and that this data is probably very, very useful because we should take a look at what's going on. If there's any adverse effects, this thing is brand new. It's not even FDA approved. We should find out if people are having weird symptoms afterwards. seems like a good thing to check out, even if there are some wild cards in there. We should probably check it out. Yeah. It's fine. Maybe there's some conditions people have that if you take the vaccine, you're at more risk for this side effect. Who knows? I mean, you've all heard the va- the, the pharmaceutical commercials like, don't take this drug if you have this, 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 or this. Talk to yeah. your doctor about this. It's no different. So it's not a scare tactic. It, I would say it's most likely it's not a scare tactic. Okay? It would just take too much endeavor. But. When it comes to the lab leak hypothesis, now that it's been deemed okay to talk about, I think maybe we should do a quick little refresher on what that is. Because we talked about it once upon a time.
3: In the early days of the coronavirus, the common thinking was that the coronavirus, COVID-19 emerged from a wet market in Wuhan in which people were purchasing shitty meat, and eating it, and somehow this disease transitioned, from transmitted from a bat to a human being. Um, at the time, there was information that began to come out about the Level 4 biological facility that is in Wuhan, just, you know, down the road or or whatever from the wet market. Um then there starts to be and zeke and i have talked about this type of stuff from the beginning we have been sharing videos back and forth um that we've had to source from third and fourth party websites because they were continually taken down from their original sources so do you
2: remember this zeke oh yeah absolutely i've actually started uh printing out these uh these things before they they get taken down i'm I'm making that a habit now just like the, the times article thing with the yeah. shadow
6: that that
3: yeah so the wuhan institute of virology is right there and then the web market
0: voted <laughs> 1.2 stars out of five baby
3: that's really funny
0: oh my god <laughs> i love google
3: okay so information started to come out that the Wuhan Institute of Virology had some serious safety problems. There were numerous times before that they had been dinged for safety violations. The New York Post article that I read yesterday said that the woman working on the bat coronavirus proteins was doing work under sta- safety regulations you could compare to a dentist office. Seems safe. And when you're talking about gain-of-function research, which we'll talk about a little bit later... Is probably a pretty bad idea. I know that when Brett Weinstein brought it up, he was like, so are we doing this out in the ocean or like what? Are we, like, <laughs> no, no, no. Just in the middle of a city. It's no no big deal. Um, but if you were to share any information like that about even the safety record of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, let alone the idea at the time that they were doing gain-of-function research, they were working on coronavir- coronaviruses and spike proteins. from bats specifically from bats you were immediately banned
0: immediately that information was taken down for for stating a factual statement you were taken down
6: yes
3: um and i cited one specific example from us in which i shared a video that detailed these very facts and it was blocked and covered up And the justification, if you pulled up the fact check, said that spike proteins can also be found in pangolins and not just in bats.
0: Fact check.
3: Which certainly is correct, um, but I don't see how it a 1,000% or fully delegitimizes the rest of the information in that video that I shared. But that's what happened, that it was fully false. Um, It's like, yes, and... (laughs) That happened consistently. Like I said, Zeke and I just trying to share videos. They were blocked. They were taken down off of YouTube. We had to get them from weird-ass places because they just didn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, as soon as
0: it was... I mean, it was like damn near the whole internet was plagued with this thing. Yeah. And any Any platform that you could share information on was censored. It was
3: called racist by mainstream media to be thinking that um for you know thinking that the chinese had lesser safety standards for thinking that they were dirty because donald trump was saying that it was a possibility um fauci had come out and said that there that that wasn't a possibility or that it was extremely unlikely the world health organization did a study in which they said the likelihood that it arrived from a leak was extremely unlikely um numerous sources As things go on, right, the lack of evidence maintains. Mm -hmm. The lack of evidence against this theory maintains. Yes. There isn't any more information that comes out that would make us think this isn't the possibility. As more and more information comes out, this starts to seem like it's more likely the way that it came
0: about. Um, And I'm fairly sure that when it was first happening, that was more or less our stance on it. So when we looked at it, you said it's it's not like you can disprove that it came from the the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which was doing gain of functional research, which was right next to the wet market that they were trying to say that it came in on how can you How can you say automatically that that is total bullshit and that's you don't even need right. to go down that road that's ridiculous you're being ridiculous by even bringing that up thats is it doesn't belong in the conversation.
3: And we hesitated for a long time to say it on the show because we had no way to verify it. Um, but as things went on, we got more comfortable saying that that was, in our opinion, likely where it came from. We also said, and I still feel, that it wasn't released maliciously by the Chinese government. I believe yep. that the safety standards in that facility are extremely low and As have been displayed in the past, something got out on someone's shoe, on someone's jacket, on whatever, on accident. And in November, you had, and recently, we've had a report come out that you had three scientists from the Wuhan Institute of Virology that were in the hospital in November of 2019 with COVID-like
0: symptoms. This was a government intelligence report that was passed to the President of the United States at the time. And it was and shut down. Because yeah. Orange Man bad. And they
3: said they knew for about a month before it was released to the public okay. um, that this was the case. So not a year, but a month. <laughs> but For about a month they had that they had this particular information, yes. Yeah. And all this time... Anthony Fauci is dis- distancing himself from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Mm-hmm. He dis- he's distancing the federal government from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The National Institute of Health, the CDC is separating everybody. He's like, no, 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 they're doing their own stuff. We don't commit any money to that facility. We don't commit any money to, j- to gain-of-function research. We don't do any of these things. Obviously, it comes out, we do grant money to this facility, right? Nope. We, all, we specified it's not for gain-of-function research. That's not okay.
0: But, but it definitely goes to gain-of-function research. It then research.
3: gets sub, sub-granted through another group and is then used for gain-of-function research, specifically on bat spike proteins, right? Gain-of-function research. What
0: is this? What is gain of... Zeke, do you
2: know what gain-of-function research is? Uh, No, I've been kind of trying... I've been trying to get myself familiar with... Uh what it actually means but I, all i know is that dr fauci has been directly uh tied to it tied to it so and, gain uh, gain of function
3: research is taking an atom a cell and increasing its functionality adding a function to this virus to this cell mm-hmm. right and so what this means in this particular instance hmm. is using the spike protein from a bat coronavirus from a bat whatever cell and implanting it in this viral cell to try and see if you can make it more transmittable,
1: mm-hmm.
3: right? In this specific instance, that's what it would refer to. Yeah, And in the study, in the search of this gain-of-function research... This coronavirus is accidentally released from the Wuhan Institute of Virology mm-hmm. through these scientists that are sick and in the hospital, right? Because it's so easily spread that it spreads in the hospital. Presumably, right? I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm not a
0: scientist. And that's what the reports are. That's what the reports are seeming to indicate, yes. Yeah. And, and um, it's important to remember here, like when we're talking about doing gain-of-function research on a virus, bat coronaviruses like this,
3: Bedtime, will be right back.
0: It's bedtime. The, the concept behind wanting to do gain-of-function research is not to kind of see how, you know, powerful you can make this, like, super bug at this point. No, the idea is to introduce it into a fashion so that the evolution of the virus takes place over an exponentially shorter amount of time so that you can study the changes that it does to adapt and spread and become more virile so that we can essentially be ready to fight it if it ever actually got redu- you know released in a uh, natural state you know the the concept behind gain of research is making super viruses so that we can fight them better in the off chance that they do get released in a natural world. We'll be able to like pump out a vaccine quick and easy and then boom, no more polio, no more malaria, no, what, you know, whatever it is. Um But obviously the danger exists. And like Donovan alluded to, you know, there's been people out there that have talked about like once they've learned about this concept of gain of function research, their first question is, all right, well, we're doing this in a very isolated and safe place, right? Some place like on a ship out at sea or on some kind of like, you know, an oil platform type thing where maybe we should do this out there and have very strict protocols. And, and so it's totally as safe as it could be. And even then there's arguments against doing it to begin with. But but no, we're doing it in a very populated city um, at a few places around the world, not that many which add to the the evidence the evidence piling up against, you know, mm-hmm. it coming out in a, a natural state. So so knowing the concept of gain of function research, you know, I might have led you a little bit, but like, you know, what do you, what's your idea on the, the concept of doing gain of function research,
2: like whether it's acceptable or not?
0: Whether it's a good idea, maybe. to the pros outweigh the cons?
2: I, listen, so I, I my my initial take is that it's it's fine, as like if you can and do it on a secluded island. China makes man made islands all the fucking time. I don't know That's why they point. couldn't have done that. So it's gonna it's gonna be costly, but like say you make some fucked up virus. Blow the shit up, remake it. You're on a secluded island. You, it would, like, it would just...
0: make more sense out there. Yeah, like
2: yeah. that. It just it doesn't like like the concept of doing it in a in a city where there are a Millions lot of people, of people just seems so strange to me. It it just doesn't make sense. It just,
0: yeah. It it definitely doesn't make sense. I'll, I'll I will definitely back you up on that one.
2: Yeah, but like doing it on a shift. ship, I, on a ship. I would I would say no, just because you wouldn't be able to get all the nooks and crannies, and the risk of of bringing whatever you made on that ship back to sea or back mm-hmm. from sea is too great. I mean, you've yeah, been on a boat, and it's you know, oh yeah, you you try, you you try to clean everything, but you're not gonna get anything
0: we used to talk about in uh, in any sailing service honestly it's the same way in the Navy one of the, the biggest killers of sailors is staff a staff yep. infection right um, because it spreads like wildfire and you know especially if you're on a big working boat people get little cuts and scrapes all the time it's easy to, to spread and contract and you know you got to be very very clean on a ship because people don't think about it a lot because we live in this big open world and even in a big city you still live in a relatively big and open world but when you're on a a ship in the middle of an I, you know the ship is the island in the middle of a giant ocean and you have a bunch of people living on board with it pathogens spread like crazy i mean one person gets cold within three days everybody's got the cold that's just how it works you know it's the same thing with with bad infections and you know it happens so i could see a ship being problematic even with very strict protocols. Um, which begs the question, why are we doing this on this planet? If something is, if there's an airborne virus, which is another thing we were lied to about the coronavirus from the Chinese government at the time when they were too busy hiding their tracks about this stuff.
2: God, that was, was my biggest worry. Oh, oh God. man.
0: And, and as it turns out, that was something to worry about. Yeah. I mean, it, If this was airborne Ebola, I know we've made this kind of relation before, but, like, if this was airborne Ebola, this would be a 100 times worse than it is. You know, the the best thing that could have happened is the fact that this is a coronavirus. And as human beings, every single cold you catch is a form of a coronavirus. It could have been so much worse. So, so much worse. I can't even... It'd be like if... uh, I think Brett Weinstein on the, Dark Horse, on the Dark Horse podcast made the point if Fukushima, if the reactors were actually able to fully melt down, I mean, we thought we had a bad time of it as it was. And the, the devastating ecological you know, fallout from that and everything else that came out of that would have been a thousand times worse. You know, oh yeah I mean, I mean, all, even class, even so. the sar
2: bomb that the russians made if that even if that was unleashed I like oh. say that and say Europe that still would have had global ramifications
0: oh yeah yeah so i mean there's definitely a conversation to be had about whether gain of function research is something we should do as a species or not on this planet or not
2: like what whether or not people agree to to do it, i i still think it's going to be done my only the only thing i i like i said what i would want is if, if they're going to continue doing it do it on a fucking island and whatever you you whatever you do with your findings is to be destroyed on that island there you go you have you, you have the knowledge you know how to fight this shit now destroy it and there's going to you and you need a third party that has no financial ties no interest and seeing this thing set foot in any country in any capacity. Mm-hmm.
0: So that all being said, like we have a decent understanding of the concept of gain of function research now. We kind of understood the, the idea that it wasn't necessarily talked about and wasn't allowed to be talked about for a long time up until recently. Mm-hmm. So that brings us more or less to present day. Starting, yes. go ahead, Don.
3: Um, I was I was just going to talk about things happening present day. Present day, Joe Biden has President Biden has now asked the intelligence community, the intelligence committee community community. Good God,
0: because they're all best friends
3: and live next door to each other. Redouble their effort um, in investigating the potential origins of the covid virus right Hmm. which is funny because on the 25th jen saggy was asked about the lab leak hypothesis and it's beginning to gain more prominence at the time which was just earlier this week right yeah starting to gain prominence she says all theories should be explored but we shouldn't jump to any conclusions right shift that to the 26th where we have the (laughs) The, the very next day. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Yes, God. where we now have the Deputy Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, who is saying that now they're asking the intelligence community to redouble its efforts to collect and analyze data on the origins of the COVID virus, and that they have 90 days to do this new mm-hmm. investigation, right?
1: It, we
3: have to mention... The original investigation done by the World Health Organization in which they said that the likelihood that the COVID virus emerged from the Wuhan Institute of Virology was extremely low. The World Health Organization, World Health Organization did not enter the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yep. They didn't even enter the facility. No, they kowtowed to China and said, sure, whatever you say. So on the 25th, we were okay with running with whatever the World Health Organization was doing. That was totally fine. But on the 26th, we now need the intelligence community to make sure that they are involved. The intelligence, commu- the intelligence community has said the entire time that there is not enough evidence to dismiss the Leak hypothesis, right? So now there's all kinds of questions of... Why do we think that I even have a clip, actually, that I can send you? Why do we think that China would even work with us to try and give us access to any of this? Um, So let's see.
0: While you're pulling that up, I'm going to read this article from the uh, CGTN. It's a news organization from back in May of 2020. So this is about a year ago. Dr. Fauci, a renowned U.S. infectious disease expert, has said that there is no scientific evidence to back the theory that the coronavirus was made in a Chinese laboratory and he doesn't entertain the alternative theory that the virus was leaked from a laboratory after being brought in from the wild. Fauci's comments came in an interview for National Geographic published on Monday. If you... Quote, if you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, the scientific evidence is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not even, this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated, he said. So this is a year ago. Dr. Fauci stating on the record that there is just, there's no way. Good Christ. That was a loud alarm. You all right there, big shooter? scared the piss right out of me as well as that statement
3: should have well i want to take this (laughs) moment to just remind everyone first of all to go to the bathroom but also if you're listening to this on a podcast platform leave us a podcast platform leave us a rating and a review so that people can find us and if you send me a screenshot of that review i will send you a signed t-shirt if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a comment, like the video, share it with your friends so that they can help get access to it. We have our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big you on both of those things. We also have our Instagram at Salt of the Streets, our YouTube, obviously at Salt of the Streets, our Facebook, fuck Facebook at Salt of the Streets, and you can find all of this information on Salt of the Streets.com. If you were in the Kitsap County area and you need a haircut, go to swellblended.com. If you need a skateboard, go down to Location Skate Shop. Dudes Donuts make the best donuts. Okay. With that, I don't even remember what I was talking about. That caught me so off guard. Um, Oh, Fauci was saying this, right? A year ago, he's saying there's no evidence to indicate that any of this is happening. While he knows that he helped fund gain-of-function research. He's knowingly lying to the American people at this time because he knows that there is the capability, the capability does exist, for this to be manufactured
0: in a facility. Yes, because he's... Because he funded it. He funded it. He funded it and then lied to about it in Congress. (sighs) Okay, so... (laughs) There are also
3: questions about the... Renewed interest in the origins of COVID, right? Because just one day ago, we we were fine. Quote-unquote renewed is what I I (laughs) had. Because just one day before, they were fine with accepting whatever the outcome was. You know, we don't know. We're letting the World Health Organization do what they're doing. So this is, I'm going to send you this one. Via
0: the signal? Via the signal. Yo, there's a free promo for you.
2: Everybody get signal right now. Yeah. Zig. what do you think about Signal? How awesome is it? Dude, apparently a lot of military service members are jumping on board with this thing. Well, like this if place. it was, if if uh, the UAE government didn't have a, a choke hold on, you know, what, you know, platforms we can communicate with, I would have been contacting you guys via Signal.
0: Oh, wow. So you and couldn't even do there. that when you were over there?
2: <laughs> no, like we had no choice but to use WhatsApp
0: whoa that's really weird
2: yeah that's like fucking terrifying is what it is that's why i was very limited in my conversation even through snapchat with uh with donovan
3: that is mind-blowing (sighs) oh um while this is sending to you i did see a tim pool on the 26th he did a segment on the lab leak hypothesis and he was saying that the u.s funding is back now to the wuhan lab yeah yeah. we are currently funding again Yep. the wuhan institute of virology um the state department ended its probe into the origin of covid and there is the new probe that is going through the world health organization into
0: china because they're um, some trustworthy folks
3: yeah exactly so they are Can we remember re- how that, uh,
0: that that interview with the uh, who representative with the the uh, taiwan the taiwanese news program Yeah. Um, where the lady was asking, so like, what does this mean for, oh, I can't even remember what they were talking about. He, he had refused to talk about like, he, to even say Taiwan. Yeah. He, he he would refuse to acknowledge the existence of Taiwan. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm out. If that doesn't show you where the WHO's allegiance is held, I don't know what does. Mm -hmm.
3: No. And so this clip that I'm trying to send you, um, Is when Corrine Jean Pierre was asked, "Why does Biden now care about the COVID origins? Like, why? What's with the renewed interest? You know, like what's going on?" And she says, "Nothing has changed. We looked into this in March. You know, we already had things going on. That's fine. But you canceled the one in the State Department, and you knew that as you were looking into it, the World Health Organization didn't have access to the facility in Wuhan. How can you say that you cared about this when you weren't actively trying to get access to the facility?"
0: Well, you know, deep down, we cared, you know. It, w- it was right here. <laughs> yes. Um,
3: I'm about to just play this on my phone, to
6: be honest. Well, that way Zeke can
0: hear it.
3: That'll be good. Yes.
6: Okay, well, let's see here.
0: Pull it up on the double phone! Bum-bum. Yep. Bum-bum. We're going to be transparent,
5: uh, and that's the way I believe the president would want us to communicate to the American people. Thank hey, you he just
4: showed question. up. Thanks, Green. Welcome. Um, the White House publicly is mostly focused on the WHO investigation into the origins. What changed from that to the president's statement today?
5: Well, um, you know, nothing has changed. If you if you think about it, as I mentioned in in the readout, and I'm sure you saw in the statement, uh, the president has asked uh, asked um, his team to look into this back in March. Um, so this is something that has been ongoing. Uh, we have been pretty vocal with uh, with WHO um, these past several months, and so this is just a continuation of what the president has been focused on. We're going to see what happens uh, this ne- these next 90 days. Uh, as I, you know, we just read out, it was inconclusive. So we need to get to the bottom of this. As we all know, we've lost almost 600,000 Americans uh, to COVID-19, and we have to get a better sense of uh, the origin of COVID-19, and also how do we prevent uh, the next, you know, the next pandemic. And so that is the focus uh, of this uh, of, of this announcement that we put out this morning, the president put out this morning.
4: When it comes to the IC, their conclusions or where they land on things hasn't actually changed that much in the last 12 years. Is the president concerned that the IC does not have enough visibility, even if they're redoubling their efforts into what, is there a collection problem there? Well,
5: I, I think this is going to be the process, right? They have 90 days to kind of, you know, get a deeper look. On on uh, on this, uh, and then we'll have a better sense, uh, a better sense of of where to take this next. I mean, I do want to go back for a second. Um, You know, we've gotten this question about the origins, and and uh, and we've been pretty vocal, right? This administration, we have we didn't have access. You know, China wasn't transparent enough. Uh, We have been saying that for a very long time that China needed to provide more access to the lab. Uh, cooperate more fully with the scientific investigators. And uh, we don't think that they have met that standard. So we've been clear uh, that sound and and technic- and sound and technically th- critical theory should be thoroughly evaluate- evaluated and data before we can give a full uh, pronouncement. So that's the one part, right? That's the WHO in China. And now the president has asked his team to do another, to do a 90-day uh, review. I mean, is it
0: just me or does to run the they run the world at this point well and the thing that's troubling to me right is that that's
3: that's fine they can sit here all day and have her say that they've been interested and they've cared and they've been vocal about it while you've been vocal you have known the entire time that the the World Health Organization has not had access to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and you have still trusted their reporting anyway you have still said that that is substantial regardless of whether you're saying that China should give more access, you are still saying the WHO report was substantial. That was fine. Not substantial, but was um, was enough. You know? Yeah. Um, which are directly contradictory.
0: Yeah. Well, that that, that lady's going to be gunning for Jen Psaki's job real quick.
3: Well, remember there was a the report a couple weeks ago that yeah, she's, she's on the out. Be out next year anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, that should be an annual job. I mean let's let's face it. Is do you think you could deal with like getting up there and spouting a bunch of lies to just cover the current administration for more than one year at a time? Or do you think that would just Dude, kill? Your I don't soul? even know
2: how they sleep at night. <laughs> I know. Honestly. it's dark. It's, it drives me crazy. <laughs> it's so bad. She um,
3: was asked whether or not they would be making the results public of the study, <laughs> and she said, "We'll have more to share after the ninety days." So you day. can't even say that you're going to make, make public the portions of the report that you can uh, f- declassify. You're not even willing to say that. <laughs> Which to me just indicates they're not confident that they're even going to have more information to share with people. You know, if they're not saying that they're going to publish it, I don't know that they think they're
0: even going to have more information. Well, they won't get any more information unless they find a way to hold the Chinese government to the fire and actually force them to give up the information, which is going to be self-incriminating, which they won't do. And she was asked numerous
3: times if they were looking into any type of punishments, any type of negative anything, if they found that China had done something yeah. to lead to the release of COVID-19 inadvertently or whatever. And she's like, I'm not going to get ahead of anything, you know, like we're just going to... So when she's asked... Um, why would china work with us right this is a video regarding china's willingness to participate in the investigation of the origins of covid-19 hey
4: as for the opening statement we uh We've received a statement on the origins of COVID-19 from the President, where he said, among other things, that this report may include specific questions for China. Given China's lack of transparency as it relates to the WHO uh, joint study, why does President Biden think that China would answer the questions that the U.S. wants as it relates to the origin of COVID-19?
5: Look, the COVID-19 pandemic has taken, I think, 1.3 million lives globally, uh, 600,000 American lives, about. Uh, and it's imperative that we get to the bottom of just where the pandemic originated, not just for the purposes of understanding this pandemic, but the pandemics to come, as I've, I've already kind of alluded to. Um, and so this is something that we're going to you know, continue to have conversations on. This is a global effort. It's not just United States alone as we're working with the WHO. Uh, this is our process here with the 90-day uh, that I just mentioned review. Uh, but we're just going to continue to work with WHO, and, uh, and uh, WHO is going to continue to work with China on this. So I understand
4: why we want it to get done, but why do we think that China
3: would... Cooperate? Okay, so let's pause right there. We're going to continue to work with WHO, who's going to continue to work with China. <laughs>
0: that sounds like a circle jerk
3: yeah i'm, I'm sorry what <laughs> let us continue
5: this, uh, this is something that you have to ask the chinese government right this is something that should be important
3: let's should, let's should go back so we can get uh,
5: that i just mentioned review uh, but we're just going to continue to work with who and, uh, and uh, WHO is going to continue to work with China on this. So
4: I understand why we want it to get done, but why do we think that China would cooperate?
5: You know, this is, uh, this is something that you have to ask the Chinese government, right? This is something that should be important. It should, should matter to them, as but the this is a question for them as, as the well.
4: Has the pres-
3: this is something that should matter to them, right? A regime that is solely and completely focused on maintaining its public image and being the best at everything ever.
0: Including throwing people into concentration camps.
3: You think that they are going to be hasty to release information that incriminates them on the worst pandemic that the world has seen in a hundred years.
0: Hmm. That seems likely.
3: That's something you'll have to ask the Chinese government.
0: What the (laughs) fuck does that even mean? I'm asking my government, thank you very much. I'm asking you, why do you think
3: they would help us? We don't. You have to ask China.
0: Yeah, and that's that is code
3: for we don't. <sighs> so now
0: that we're, we got, you got a little, any more?
3: Yeah, a little bit left in this clip here.
0: Let's do it.
1: Oh.
5: This is something that should be important. It should should matter to them. As but this the, is a question for them as the well. President,
4: has the president specifically asked or made this ask of President Xi? of china for their cooperation in this effort i'm not
5: i'm not going to go into uh, details of private conversation that the president uh, may, may have may have had with the, with president xi all i can say today is that we're going to do this 90-day review and uh, this is what the president asked for and we'll see where it takes us if not the president has the
4: white house made this ask of the chinese government more broadly
5: again i don't have anything uh, anything to preview for you about. so
3: oh. not only not only has the federal government not directly requested That the Chinese government participate in the investigation to find out the origins of COVID-19. But the president, who supposedly super good friends with Xi Jinping, has not spoken to him any of the times they've spoken since he's been president. And said, hey, will you just fucking please participate in what's going on here? Just... Let us, I don't know, maybe a person or two into the lab so we can try and look into what's going on here. They really care. It's super important, it's, right? They they definitely should care. They're pulling all levers of government to make sure that yeah. we can find out what the origins
0: are. This is insanity. You know, I'll put it in the words of our illustrious president, Joseph Biden. Just cultural differences. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, some people are dictators, some people are democracies. You know, I wish I could be a dictator, but that's all right. We're in we're in a democracy, so it's fine. So I have one more clip, um, okay. I think, and you know, especially since Zeke's been gone for so long. Yes. After you intake all of this, Zeke, um, are you able to hear those clips all right?
2: Yeah, I'm able to hear them just
0: fine. Okay. Um, let's get Zeke's like full take on like. Everything the Biden administration is spitting out right now. Like, am I unloading that too much make, on you? Feel free to interrupt sense? at any time,
2: Zeke. No, no. I mean, I've. The only thing I'm I. I've just come to the consensus is that he's just a fucking cuck at this point. He's a cuck. <laughs> I'm clapping. So I'm clapping.
0: She gets pressed on. Bad day to be the assistant press secretary, man. Bad day. Word. Yeah. So she gets pressed on
3: the timing of the investigation into COVID, right because she says nothing has shifted like we've been we've felt very important or we've we felt this is very important the entire time right mm. so in this clip she gets pressed on that a little bit and we'll <laughs>
6: hey, thank you uh welcome um I wanted to follow up a little bit on on Phil's question about what had changed on the COVID, uh, on the China lab situation, and some of the other questions as well. It seems to me, despite your response to Phil, that it's clear that at least two things have changed, right? One is that Jen uh, spent much of the last week uh, in response to these questions focusing entirely on international investigations led by the WHO and dismissing the idea. Uh, raised by a lot of us in the room about why not have the United States conduct its own investigation, and she continually referred back to the WHO as the proper place for this. So it seems like it has, there has been a change. There also seems like there's been a change in the President's view of the possibility of a lab accident. I mean, this the statement seems to elevate that possibility and give it more credence, at least you know, not saying that, that, it, that it's certain, but that it at least deserves, has the credence that deserves a kind of full full investigation. And so, I guess, trying to get at the question some others have asked is like, what has changed in those two things? Why, what was it that brought the President and this White House to a different place now than it's, than it's been even just in the recent
5: I mean, Michael, past? I would say to you, this is something that was ongoing, right? This was, this, this is something that has been going on um, since March. Uh, so this is not a change. This is uh, this is uh, you know something like I said that's been ongoing. What has changed is he wants to give another another 90 days uh, to dig a little deeper, to double down. Uh, I see to double down their efforts, and that is what he's asking for. Um, but you know I said this earlier. You know the WHO doing their thing and the IC uh, doing what they're doing currently is not mutually exclusive, right? This is something that could happen at the same time, um, and so you know, at the end of the day, we are committed to throwing everything we have at this pandemic, both domestically and internationally. Uh, that's why we've been so strong at ensuring that the WHO gets what it needs for a thorough independent investigation. And that's why we're also devoting U.S. resources to learn more about it.
6: Okay, And I'm just I won't I don't want to beat the dead horse. It's not fair to ask you to answer for Jen, but like then why was why was this Thank white house sure, so dismissive yeah. of the idea of a of a of a of an independent i mean of a, mm-hmm. a us led investigation if yep. the president was already interested in that kind of investigation before that,
5: that no, seems but I, to be. I, I mean, Michael, I get your question. You know, you, you've been doing this longer than many of us. Um, as you know, we don't you, we don't speak about every everything that's being reviewed, you know, especially as something like this that was actually classified. Um, and it takes time to declassify something so that we can uh, share with all of you. Uh, so that's part of it as, as well. We're talking about classified information. We're talking about something that the intel- intelligence community was working on that we don't normally every time put out there. Thank you, Michael.
3: The only thing that was classified is the one report about the three scientists who were sick in November. All of this other information has been being reported on for the last year. You have a list of reporters that have been go that have been openly talking about this for the last year, right? I do. Okay, so let's go ahead and read those. This All is right. Nicholson Baker from the New York Mag
0: you this is your list. You read it. All right. So this is kind of the point I wanted to make here is to illustrate the the drastic shift that has, I think, manifested itself pretty well in the White House press room. And you can recently. see it happen over
3: one day. It was right?
0: it was like hard one eighty yes. on everything, right? I mean you had we'll just start here, right? Um now Donald McNeil is a I think he was a reporter for the New York Times and was Efficient at this point. Just but yeah, got canceled he got him for up.
3: talking about the N word.
0: Yes, because when he was on a student retreat down in somewhere, somewhere in South, South America, America, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, Ecuador or some shit. Yeah, he had he had mentioned he had he had said the N word out loud in a discussion about like why it was wrong to say
3: in in its context.
0: Yes, yes. I'm like this whole thing, and then he got canceled and removed and all this stuff. But he illustrates perfectly well the the true insanity of what has been happening over this past week right and i'm just going to read a, a, the first few sentences of it because you get a real good so this is a post from him on medium about. right yeah this is him on medium he, i think he also posted this one in like uh, another scientific journal somewhere so he says let me turn my mic down so i don't get confused here in early 2020 i reported an article for the new york times on, on which i put the tentative headline quote New coronavirus is interquote, "clearly not a lab leak," and "science scientists say." It never ran for two reasons. The chief one was that inside the Times, we were sharply divided. My colleagues who cover national security were being assured by their Trump administration sources, albeit anonymously and with no hard evidence that it quote unquote, "was a lab leak." And that the Chinese Chinese were covering it up. We science reporters were hearing from virologists and zoologists on the record and in great detail that the odds were overwhelming that it was not a lab leak but an animal spillover. Frankly, the scientists were more credible. So now you have journalists saying that what they're getting from the White House is not credible. The other reason my story never ran was that it was 4,000 words long and full of expressions like, quote, polybasic cleavage site, RNA-dependent RNA polymer genes, and O-link glycine shields. Editors would open it, their eyeballs would bleed, and they would close it and find something else to do. Back then, editors blanched even at, quote, spike protein and, quote, receptor-binding dominion or domain. But we've all had a crash course in virology this year, haven't we? Although it never ran, others like it did elsewhere. And expert, experts all agreed that the SARS CoV 2 virus was not a deliberate weaponization, but a previously known virus that. God damn it. It was a previously known virus and that it had no obvious signs of, of lab manipulation. They noted that the blood sampling showed the, that brief spillovers of animal viruses into humans happen often without cause causing large outbreaks. Therefore, they argued the odds were that this was another virus that got lucky, like SARS, MERS, and the twenty the two thousand and nine pandemic flu, aka the spine flu or the swine flu. <clears throat> it had dwelled long enough inside the sevet or camel or pig or something to infect human like cells, and then had it then had it hit big in the city. For about a year, that was the general wisdom among science writers. The, quote, lab leak theory migrated back to the far right where it had started, championed by the folks who brought us Pizzagate, the pandemic, Kung Flu, QAnon, Stop the Steal, and the January 6th Capitol Invasion. It was tarred by the fact that everyone backing it seemed to hate not just Democrats and the Chinese Communist Party, but even the Chinese themselves. It spawned racist rumors like, quote, Chinese labs sell their dead experimental animals in food markets, end quote. I'm going to stop there. This is a former science writer for the New York Times saying that the reason they did not report on what the administration was telling them they were getting was because these were the same people that brought you Pizzagate, the Pandemic, the Kung Flu, QAnon, stopped Steal, and the January 6th riots. What is happening here? This is a complete and utter shutdown of possible legitimate theories or hypotheses that were totally legitimate at the time. This is a year ago today. Well, yeah. earlier this month. And you had people like Nicholas Baker from New York Magazine that was writing about this. Josh Rogan, who just made an appearance on Joe Rogan, as a matter of fact, the WAPO, he was reporting on this. Sager and Jetty and Crystal Ball from The Hill were reporting on this. Stephen Hilton did some reporting on this from Fox. Matt Ridley wrote about this in Spectre Magazine. And they were all systematically the Epoch Times. shut down. The Epic Time was. Go- well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> They're going to be like hot on it. And the reason that this was all shut down for a year was because they didn't like the people that were in charge at the time. These journalists failed in their responsibility to report what was happening, to report what was happening. How many people died in this country and around the world because the simple idea that you would entertain a totally legitimate hypothesis was shut down because they didn't like the people that it was coming from. How many people died? How earlier could we have re- released the DNA sequencing the RNA sequencing for the vaccine and could have had a vaccine earlier? How many people's right. lives could have been saved because of this? Because these people were so infatuated with Orange Man bad, and they had Trump derangement syndrome so fucking bad that they ended up hushing all these stories and killing an unknown amount of people. Am I off base for saying that? No, nope. I don't think so. And, it, I mean, it's, it's these reporters. I mean, there is article after article now coming out this week of all these people that were like, oh, no, poo-poo. This is all bullshit. It's all just coming from Trump. It's all just nonsense. It's xenophobic racism, blah, 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 blah. And now they're like, oh, well, here's why we didn't report it. It's because orange man bad. It's because the far right was leading these conversations, blah, 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 blah. It's disgusting. And this is what we've had to deal with over the last year. It's what we're still dealing with now. And we're watching this. We're breaking our necks at the whiplash at the 180 turnaround from the White House now. Because they can't hide it anymore. It's out there. And it pisses me off. It really pisses me off. We've gone through so much crap over this last year and a half because of this nonsense. And we couldn't even have a legitimate conversation from the beginning. And the man leading the charge, Dr. Fauci... He's the one that was supporting the funding for the research. Lied he the was. He lied about the mass in the beginning. He's been lying to us all this entire time, and we we're still lighting candles to him. We're still praising his words at every step.
3: Right, because as we just talked about when he said a year ago that there was no evidence that it was even None possible whatsoever. that this come out. It from would not lab. even entertain
0: the idea. He
3: knew at that time that he had already funded the research that made something like this possible.
0: Yes. And there is so much more going on behind that. I mean, that, that is just a real quick skim in the surface of what has been happening. I mean, we thought Cuomo was bad. We thought Gretchen Whitmer was bad. Fauci is exponentially worse than that. And we still sing his praises every day. He shows up on network television ten times a day. And he is probably single-handedly responsible for at least a half a million deaths in the United States. Because he did not act when he knew what was going on. Just like he lied to us about masks, he lied to us about the origins of COVID. He's out
3: there throwing first pitches and shit.
0: Piece of shit. That's exactly what he is. Every miserable, the amount of time you had to wear a mask, like all, of the, all the consequences of having to deal with this pandemic, you can more or less lay on his feet. For one, he approved the funding and was a big proponent of this entire concept of, you know, um, gain-of-function research, which led to the crea- what might have led to the creation and accidental leak of this virus. Uh, is anybody going to be held accountable? Is anybody? We can't even hold the Chinese government accountable and actually get the actual information about the pandemic that has killed over a million people worldwide. And there's gonna be no con- what are these sanctions? We're gonna have some economic sanctions. Ooh, big deal. I mean, I'm not I'm not for war with China, but I don't know what else. You, I don't know what you do. It's like you, you either go to war or you sanction people. That's like the thing these days. I don't know what else you do about it. Because this is it's it's not gonna go, this is gonna happen again unless something changes. This is gonna happen again, and it might be airborne Ebola next time. I'm a little, I'm a little upset. <laughs> no, that, that's a clip, oh, baby.
1: So, right,
0: I, so, so. I, so Zeke, I, where are you I at, buddy? Where are you at?
2: What
1: do you mean?
0: Considering my my latest diatribe, give me your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm
2: i I'm, I'm wholly on board with pretty much everything you just said there. I mean, I don't think. I mean, he is he resigning or is he? getting fired like which which one is it
0: he needs to be fired yesterday he needs to be fired trump should have fired him when he had the chance he should have taken the right. political flack and he should have fired his ass back then because he's been lying to us ever since
1: mm-hmm.
2: but well, well i think i rem- what i what i why i was asking that was because i thought i heard uh somewhere that he was stepping down or some shit oh i would not be surprised duck
3: duck go that shit let right me, now
2: yeah let me duck duck go that don't google it baby. <laughs> I, I would I would actually be like, no, you're not resigning. Like, we're doing an investigation on you, but uh based on how Biden's performing, I, I don't see it happening.
0: Calls for Fauci to resign. Lawmakers yeah. call for Fauci to resign. New York Post, Fauci facing GOP calls for resignation. Looks like they're Midnight calling Medical for lab. him to resign.
2: Oh, they're they're calling for resignation. About now, so damn he's, time. He's, he's still. Yeah. The oh.
0: minute he was obstructionist at all, the minute he flip flopped at all, indicated that for one, either he didn't know what the hell he was doing or it, it had some kind of hidden malice behind it and he or should have been, been fired deserted, on the spot.
2: Yeah.
0: The
1: minute he, was, it came out there, there that he was, lied about masks, flags.
0: sorry, you gotta go. Yeah. But no, it's alright. We're lighting voted fucking candles to him.
2: Fucking crazy. And we're not I I can almost guarantee you we're not gonna hold China accountable. We just no. won't. There's just too. There's just too much.
6: I, know, I don't. Know, I don't. know what and you do about that. I'm,
2: you know? I'm, I'm almost positive they have.
4: They're too big to I'll fail. Go
2: out and say yeah. that they, they have too much political dirt on our on oh, our president. Oh yeah, probably on Kamala Harris. Well, and
3: and what's what's the adequate punishment or reparations for the. Negligence that led to the death of millions of people around the globe. You know, half a million people in America have died from COVID. That's that's that's, the question, isn't it? How do like? What is the punishment
2: for that? Well, I mean, shit. I don't want I don't want their money, and I don't want to be the one that says I want this regime to like. Change because that's kind of what we were trying to do with Syria, but um, it's 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 kind of a tricky thing. I I just I don't want their money, but I do think something needs to. Something's got to happen.
0: Something needs to happen,
1: and they do need to be, be able to
0: spend. accountable. Yeah, and at this point, we're willing to accept an a legitimate, open investigation, and that's all that we would ask for. I mean, and and we can't even get that. I mean, I mean you about you, you cut place. them off from
2: the rest of the world. You can do that. Like, hey, we're gonna like cut you off. No, you're like you're dealing with yourselves and dealing with.
0: Yeah,
3: that's a shift to the global economy, right there. Yeah. Oh, well, like, and that's no one. No problem. one's
2: gonna trade with you. You're, you your guys are welcome to fucking travel outside your country and shit, but no one is. Giving you any good? Like if you're gonna make it, you're gonna make it in China. Good luck. Yeah, and I mean the
0: reality of that is unthinkable. I mean the fact that China makes everything. China's got everybody in the pocket. They own the majority of our debt. Yep. There's literally nothing we could do against it, and she knows that. President, she Winnie the Pooh. Where's my wounded poodle? On the, <laughs> corner there. Somewhere. the dude, he could just sit back and be like, oh, I don't know. What are you going to do? Come at Wait, me, bro. Well, you want to you do you
2: do you do. Wanna make your tablets in America? <laughs> yeah. <All
1: right. laughs> Good luck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nobody's. How.
2: Hmm. But that's
0: it's a tough that's problem.
2: It's n- the only thing I can think of because I don't want to take part in a regime change. I don't want their money. I don't. It's. It, it, it's, Not to mention, it's tr- I
0: don't think it's a war we could win.
2: You're right. I mean, according to a statistic I just read, like they, they have a bigger military presence than we do now. Wow. Not that I think they're cap- as capable as we are, but yeah. they are quantifiably bigger. You know what the
0: really sad thing
2: is? We did this. Who was it that led the charge to
0: open up China? Richard Nixon? Was yes. it was it Nixon? I'm fr- I mean, it was definitely the United States, and, and oh, Nixon, yeah, you know, Richard Nixon the was
3: UN. the first president to visit China, like yeah. you know, in however
0: long. Yeah, well, we did this to ourselves. We built China to what it is today, and I don't know what we do about that, man. Really One don't. of the
3: other things that concerns me, in this. It's kinda of like a deep thing. Um, is the hopelessness that is instilled by these reporters acknowledging they were unable to wade through the bullshit to see the facts, <laughs> yeah. right? And if these people who are supposed to be the arbiters of truth in Obviously, in what journalism is supposed to be, not in modern day, but regular people who are consuming media the way that they do are still considering these people the arbiter of truth, right? If they're unable to wade through the bullshit to see the facts, how do you, as an everyday American, stand any chance
0: to try and see the truth, you know? And on top of that, these people are coming out now. I mean, reporters like Nicholas Wade... That Donald McNeil, um, oh, that's uh, Heather Heinz uh, you know, David Frum, he's another one. Jeez. I had to look that one up. Brett Weinstein on the podcast said he mentions Trump's name how many times? 29 times? 29 times in one article, baby. 29 times. How How do you expect anybody to take you seriously ever again? I mean, a sane person would look at that and say, "Okay, cool. Well, you're gone. I'm not going to listen to you anymore." But do these people pay any consequences at all? None whatsoever. They still have their jobs. Well, in some cases. No, <laughs> Donald McNeil is right. He lost yeah, his he job got, he for rolled saying out. the N word. Yeah. He he uttered he uttered the 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 no no speak, in an educational context. But, but at the end of the day. This stuff's going to run. These people are going to retain their power and their jobs. And people are still going to listen to them. And there's nothing that anybody can do about that other than try to s- call them out when they do it. It's absolutely unbelievable. That's almost a bigger story to me than the lab leak. Because, like like we said before, like we've talked about this off and on for a year. I mean, that's kind of... When that first came out, we kind of were like, "Well, that kind of makes sense when you think about it. I mean, what's more probable about a thousand miles away or the lab that's a few blocks away right you know one of those has a lot more weight than the other <sighs> so there's that, so that's fun. I don't know what we do about that because I mean at the end of the day when a when a superpower reaches a certain height, right, like Russia or China. You know, if... China. Yeah. Especially at one point, if they develop nuclear weapons, the option of going to war and, like, we'll just say a regime change, kind of gets pulled off the table. How the fuck does
3: China not have nuclear weapons?
0: They do. Oh. I'm very sure they do. I'm just... Okay. I, uh, yeah, I just... hope I
3: didn't... Yeah, no, no, no. I'm... They definitely... Uh, no, I must have just... They're missed... in definitely you a nuclear power. You said once power. they get nuclear weapons, so you must have just been <clears throat> oh, speaking... Oh, yeah, once a like superpower a... Yeah, okay.
0: gets oh, okay, nuclear okay, okay, weapons. Okay. I mean, That's look at I North Korea. Like,
3: how How is that even possible? Yeah. Like...
0: like, North Korea is a black hole on the globe at nighttime from space. You know, I'm huge in space Twitter. It's a beautiful place to hang out. It's really fun. It's like a rocket's getting shot. At, very beautiful pictures of the of the universe and and Earth and all this cool stuff. You can always tell the pictures that where North Korea is there because it's a big black spot because right. there's no electricity at that point. It goes dark. Like, but we still can't deal with them because they are nuclear, more or less, a nuclear power. Yeah, they don't have intercontinental ballistic missiles and all that quite yet, but.
1: Yeah, once Another... somebody goes
0: nuclear, it kind of pulls the rug out underneath the military option, which is always ill advised, anyways. Yeah. But after that, what's left, global influence? That's going to go nowhere fast. You know, you got economic sanctions. Well, and, Woohoo.
3: And outside of the governmental relationship aspect that we have with China,
0: there are also
3: all of the. Private citizens that have financial ties with China that we've seen—you know, all the basketball players, John Cena just now who's oh. apologizing in Chinese for acknowledging Taiwan's existence. That's racist, like, bro. He was speaking Mandarin where <laughs> I said Chinese, right?
0: There's multiple languages. Well, that's in fine. China. It's still like, a type of Cantonese. Chinese. That's hey, you're not wrong, baby. Yeah, I was
3: gonna say I didn't say fucking. I don't Korean, right? Like that's um, <laughs> no and. And as long as that's happening, as long as... People obviously have the freedom to say whatever they want, right? Obviously, you can say whatever you want. But as long as we have people, private citizens in America, who are in the 1%, right? Because all of these famous people, these millionaires, these millionaires, the millionaires millionaires. are (laughs) are in the 1%, right? We have... The richest people in the world that are tied financially to China. What hope do we have of separating ourselves as a country from them? Yep.
0: Individuals, corporations, the amount of real estate that they hold. It's kind of—I don't want to say that they already won, but they won. It's the same thing I've been talking about for years with the Belt and Road Initiative. Yeah. And everybody poo poos Oh yeah, it's like it's—it's it's, it's infrastructure, man. It's a good thing. Bullshit. It's how, they, it's how they get countries and nations into their pocket and force them to a position that they cannot retaliate.
3: When everyone owes China money.
0: Everyone. Yep. Yep. Like Zeke said, I mean, you're talking a little bit about, like, well, the only thing we might be able to do is just be able to like totally cut off China. America wouldn't implode the next day. We don't make anything anymore. Yeah. Very, very little.
3: We just got to build back better, Colin. Build
0: back better. For some reason, I don't think Davos is talking about getting rid of China in the equation. It's been tough, man. So it's we'll see tough. what
3: happens in 85 days yep. or uh, 88 days. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm sure some, some world-altering data will come out.
3: <laughs> well, you don't trust Big Daddy Government.
0: Uh, I don't Jesus. trust China. Donald Trump, no trust China. China is asshole. Yeah, remember that clip. China walked in and took over a f- the free nation of Hong Kong, and nobody said shit.
3: People got kicked
0: out of basketball games in America for holding yes. signs that said "Free yes. Hong Kong." China took yes. over Free Hong Kong, and the world watched it happen. While
3: Hong Kong citizens held American flags and begged for our our assistance, we yep. kicked private citizens out for. It asking our government yeah you, and, we, and we Kong. think
0: that we're going to get answers on COVID. they took over a free country well to, we, to all be they fair to do, Did, didn't the us
2: fair. watch uh russia annex one of those countries was it croatia crimea, or something yeah, crimea yeah oh
0: yeah and we're
3: like yeah. hey don't do that,
2: don't, don't do that. Like, like oh no cool. oh, well too late doesn't involve us directly like that's that's like well the, the ukraine one thing is like he... hey what the fuck? <laughs>
0: We're starting to draft it shit. We're about to get invaded again, man. Come on. And Biden's like, ah, pull the ships back from the Black Sea. Don't don't go over there. The have you ever seen I'll ask Zeke this first. Have you ever seen uh Man in the High Castle on Amazon or read the books? No, I have not. Do you know the premise? No. What about you, Don?
3: I watched Man in the High Castle when it was like a three part series.
0: Oh, before it was like a full-on series.
3: Yeah, it was like a TV movie or whatever. So the the book. So I've seen like the first three episodes.
0: Okay, the book's way better, obviously. But obviously, basically, the premise is it's it's post World War II. America lost, and the country's kind of split into Nazi Germany owns one side, and the imperial Japanese no, on the other side. I can foresee a future something very similar happens but russia owns one side and china owns the other side I don't, I don't see if we cannot act against something like a pandemic and try to hold people accountable here we don't hold them accountable for usurping an entire free nation's existence i don't know how we can stop them from doing anything else it's kind of paves the road it's a bad precedent to set. You know, who knows? I'm, i I might just be, you know, <laughs> doomsaying over here, and it might be totally off base, and nothing will happen.
3: No, but as f- for, for me, um, I'm at a point where I just I got to think, um, because, like I said, I don't know what you do about that. Right. Um, <laughs> and options are limited. It feels. I don't know how anybody. I already said it. I don't know what the repercussions for that are. I don't know how you ask China to pay for that. I don't know what would be equal. I don't know how you pay for five million lives or whatever around yeah. the globe. You know, five hundred thousand people in America, several million people around the globe. I don't I don't know. I've never seen anything like that. I've never heard of anything like that. No. And you're not only talking about negligence in handling materials that potentially led to the coronavirus and negligence that led to it's leaking, but then also trying to cover it up for several weeks immediately afterwards. And then the human rights abuses on your own people during that pandemic of welding people into their own homes and things like that is, I don't know what you do about that, especially in the age of 2021 where america is trying to not be the world's daddy anymore yeah you know we're that's trying to just not of, rip ourselves in two even amongst republicans that's kind of the newer ideology of like we need to stop getting involved in all this shit china is a huge adversary i don't know what you do about that When our other biggest adversary, Russia, is teamed up with them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. They're just like, go
0: ahead, China. You go ahead, do what you do.
3: We'll be right here, ready to move. When some of our other allies in the EU, Germany, you know, with Nord Stream 2, now they're even more tied to Russia. Like, we're losing connections with these places
0: for, you know, one reason or another. You know, I give him a lot of shit. Tip Pool always talks about fourth and fifth generational generational warfare. This is what it is. You're making other nations subservient and dependent on you to the point that they can't fight back even if they want to. Yeah. For one reason or another. It's like the ultimate in uh, perversion of the, the Bismarckian model where you get all the nations so tied up together that nobody could ever go to war again. Obviously it didn't work out very well. But Think the same concept exists and China's been playing the slow game this whole time. And it should be a surprise to nobody. Yeah. It really shouldn't. And the most disgusting thing, like I said, is we we did this. I mean after World War One, right? What ended World War One? Part of that? It was the the Bolsheviks in Russia overthrowing the Tsar. And oh, don't do this to me! (laughs) The rise of communism. Okay. World War II came up. We were fighting fascism. Okay. Fascism was pretty easy to find because there's fascists and you can kill them. Okay. Did that? Done that. Communism not so easy to kill. Korea, Vietnam, fought over the spread of communism. Right. Same battles going on. It never ended. It's still going on now. Yeah. And in the end, I can't come to any determination other than the fact that they're going to win. Well, I don't
3: I don't know about that. I mean, that's fine if that's what I mean, the it,
0: ideology has infested itself in every single institution in the United States at this point, including the United States military. It's just clothed in something else, but this is another conversation. I'm I think that's just a little bit too nihilistic for me. But. Thank you. I need some help here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh do you sorry, have any closing thoughts on China Zeke? Um, I don't want to
2: hear Colin talk about it anymore.
0: I didn't want to bring
1: the room <laughs> down, bro. I'm sorry. No,
2: no, it's uh it's fine. It's uh I mean before we got on the show I, I didn't have a whole lot of, of notes to, to come in, so I don't really have a whole lot to say on the on the matter. Word.
1: I feel
0: like we've we've covered a lot of ground there. I apologize if I went on too many diatribes there.
3: No. Oh, no, no I told you. I
0: I'm at the point that I have to think,
3: I don't know. Yeah. I don't. This is we have not talked it to death, but talked yeah. it to the point that I don't know anymore yeah. and I have to just do serious thinking. It's the same thing as the police unions. Like yeah. I I have that's another thing that Intake I don't know. process. Yeah. And that's it's rare I'm sure that it's throwing you off a little bit because it's rare that these moments happen for me on the show where I'm at a point that I'm like, I don't know. I'm actually kind of proud. And it's, it's happened twice, I'm it's happened I'm proud twice that I, in one I'm
2: episode. I'm proud that I got you to think like that.
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, and it's happened twice in one episode. So I've come to the point, yeah, congratulations to both of you uh, because it's, it's a rarity. Uh, but yeah, with the, And I'm not trying to be like, I always have something to say. but no, no. no. I, I, but you are a very deep-thinking spend... individual. I spend enough time—not enough. I spend an inordinate amount of time just thinking, you know, yeah. just letting my brain go, just running through lines of logic, thought processes. So we just filled um, your calendar, baby. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's rare that it happens, especially rare that it happens on the show. Um, but it
0: j- I'm happy about it because it just illustrates the importance, really, right?
3: And it also indicates to me that I have many more conversations to have with many more people Mm -hmm. about these topics so that I can try and get some more input, some more ideas um, and parse through that because I don't know that much about it,
0: you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's very interesting. So at three hours and 40 minutes, do you want to try to dive into labor shortage no, or should we save that? No. I was like, that's that's a that's a whole long it's one. Nine outside. o'clock. No. Holy sh it's nine o'clock. That means it's tick 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 tock.
2: Almost midnight over here. Oh
0: yeah. yeah the exactly. dog's getting no. anxious. You can hear her barking in the background.
2: Is it
3: okay with you, Zeke, if we skip labor shortage? Yeah. Yeah. Did man, you I'll have be, anything I'll that I'll be you li- li- I'm to... sure
2: I'll be listening next week.
3: I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Did you have anything that you wanted to note on labor
2: shortage? well i mean are we talking about people not wanting to work
0: that's a little bit of that
1: (laughs) um
3: i used labor shortage as an umbrella term because there are a bunch of different ways to look at it and obviously some people are arguing there isn't a labor shortage and some people are arguing there are and so that's just kind of the tag that i gave it um so it's kind of a it's kind of a big topic uh, yeah. But I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to voice anything if you had anything specific that you wanted to say about it.
2: Mm, I mean, if we're going under the the pretense that there are uh, no jobs, then um, it's just it's a load of bullshit. Like, they're, out here, they, they can't seem to get enough people, and people just don't want to work. And... Uh, Without getting too in-depth, if if people don't pick up work soon, uh, these companies are going to be forced to automate these jobs away. And, uh, you know, then your jobs are really going to go bye-bye. Right. Yeah.
0: Desperation is the mother of true invention.
1: And the... I think that's
3: a very true point and of all of the articles that i've read on either side that's been one point that's been consistent these jobs that people are turning down are the jobs that are automatable these are the jobs that are likely to go away if the wage offerings don't go up on them because the margins are where they are you know that there, are in a lot of times in some instances whatever however you want to quantify it there are some jobs that are not meant to sustain you for 40 years in the same position yes you know those jobs a lot of times are low skill low wage jobs that are meant for young people in the beginning of the workforce who are then going to move up move on to bigger and better things not for you to stay at for 40 years and expect to sustain the growth of your life yeah those are the jobs that are easily automatable you know, we're, you're know, the one, I think, that first brought up the burger machine at McDonald's. Yeah, and they baby. they turned it off because it was too productive. Yep. It was making too many burgers. <laughs> yeah. You know? They're For like, sure. well, we, we got to turn it off or we have to fire another person. <laughs> and we can't just <laughs> fire somebody because this is the first time this has happened. It's like, whoa! <laughs> now, if you have entire restaurants that have to... The Burger King in Bremerton
0: has limited hours because they have limited staff. The Burger King and Palsbo was closed for over a week because they didn't have enough staff to operate. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. I think maybe maybe we should do something crazy. I don't want to commit to this, so I'm just going to throw it out as an idea. But during the double header next week... We're going to be on the lake. Just so we, we are going to be on the lake. We should probably not do that because we want to do a lake special. Nice. We'll talk about it soon. Maybe I'll get squirrely this weekend. I don't think this, this problem is going away. It's definitely not. No. Not in the Unless short term.
3: there's some type of major infrastructure or jobs package passed in the next two weeks. Which,
0: right. yeah.
3: Well, and this discussion is, you know, we, like I was talking to Morgan a little bit about it through yeah. Instagram and stuff. It's a large discussion Very about much, so. much more than just the labor shortage. Yeah,
0: it'll take an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll 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 put that aside for now. It's not going to go anywhere and we'll discuss it when we have the proper amount of time to have a proper discussion about it. Yes. Man, it's been a while since we haven't been able to finish the list.
3: Yeah, we've been pretty good.
0: But, but we did good on this one though.
3: Does anybody have any closing thoughts on anything or anything that they want to share?
2: Uh, no, not particularly. I think I spoke my piece.
3: Okay.
0: I don't think I had anything else.
3: Taste Buds. puppy <laughs>
0: Brothers. Oh, uh, I'm definitely watching Taste Buds tonight, by the way. Oh, you got to do it. It's going to be so good. I got all... most of the case of beer left. I'm just going to start rifling and watching Taste Buds. Chipman. Yeah, labor shortage is the only Not thing we course. didn't hit. Not too shabby.
3: That's pretty good.
0: Besides, I'd always push off a topic that we came up with for a listener request I will do that exactly. a thousand percent of the time
3: yeah my priority was to make sure we hit the listener request topics Absolutely. Um, so with that I think I want to remind everyone one last time obviously if you're watching this on YouTube thank you for being here this whole time um, leave us like and a comment and share this with your friends. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, leave us a rating and a review. Send me a screenshot of that review and I'll send you a free t-shirt. We have our salt of the streets, Instagram at salt of the streets, our Facebook, fuck Facebook at salt of the streets. We also have our personal social media. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at big bird on you know both of those things. You can find all of this information on salt of the if you were in the Kitsap County area and you need a haircut, go to swabblender.com and sign, make up make an make an appointment. If you need a skateboard, go down to Location Skate Shop, Zeke. I want to thank you again for being on. You are a fantastic guest. You are one of the
0: OG listeners, if not the OG listener. And since he's a guest today, we'll call him the OG, regardless of the factual matter of that yes i'll take it i'll take
3: it (laughs) we will it's summertime so i'll make up a tank top and i'll send it out to you
0: and since this is coming out on memorial day yes happy memorial day everybody i hope everybody had a great weekend and still partying hard or recovering because we all got to go to work tomorrow
3: (laughs) shit Shit, he says (laughs) damn it Yes, oh. and Colin and I as we said will be on the lake next weekend. I yep. was invited on the family fishing trip. Whoop, whoop. So, it's going to be an adventure. I actually decided to take Thursday off. Oh, hell yeah. Because Jake was talking about leaving like early or just he was like, "Well, whoever, you know, gets off work like last on Thursday, I'm like I have a child. I can't <laughs> I can't leave work and then
0: just go." This like what two guys that don't have kids that's what happens when we're in charge. Like, yeah, we'll just leave whenever. It's like, bro, I have a family. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just do that to me. <laughs> well, I will say, I will be, I will definitely be the latest one getting off work, and I will keep you fully informed. No pressure.
3: With that, I think that's everything. I yeah, think let's do it, baby. Closing line. Are you guys ready? Bring it. Let's okay. do it. I wouldn't worry about getting hit by any more cars. I've shortened your calf muscles to theoretically increase your jumping ability. But if it works, I could be the best in the world. I trust
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I'm a doctor. (laughs)